get this bitch started. Let's, let's get it started. What's up, universe? We got uh, the almighty Danny Lovizi on the podcast. <laughs> no, you can't just come out saying it like that. You gotta be all tough. What's up, everyone? Oh! <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you don't know who Danny is, um, you're gonna you're about to find out who this guy is, and he's... Uh, He's got a lot of things to say, a lot of really cool experiences, and um, a lot of really great insight. And he's one of the hardest working guys I know. Um, he's um, extremely talented, and uh, yeah, just really thankful to have him on here. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with us today. I really appreciate it. So, without further ado, welcome, Danny Libizi. <laughs> I need to work on my uh, my inside <laughs> voice. <laughs> That's the worst yeah, one ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, yeah. Since the You're last welcome. talk, yeah. And also, yeah. we got I Iggy on the on the on the co-host job. So say hello, Iggy. Bye. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Ends it all. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Well, man, uh, there's so much to talk about. I really want to touch on a lot of subjects. I think a lot of things that are interesting um, to myself and to people that should get a little bit to know about you. And, you know, a lot of things, I think it might be a little bit of a recap of your experience at when you spoke at Nauman School. So um, it would be cool if you could kind of explain a little bit about who you are to people that might not know who you are and, and kind of a little bit of your path. And then um, then we can start getting <laughs> the nitty gritty. Who are you, Danny? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who are start, you? Start off with what kind of cereal you like, and then let's talk about your cats. Well, first of all, I eat breakfast. <laughs> oh. uh, I have two cats who are fighting right now. Gizmo, stop. Stop. So, <laughs> that's them. Um, yeah, no, I'm a, I've been drawing ever since I was about four years old. Uh, my dad was actually an artist, and um, he couldn't get into it because his father died at a pretty young age, so he had to help support his mom. So instead he dropped the whole career um, and I guess put it on me. And uh, I remember <laughs> ever since I saw his stuff, I just was amazed by it. He was actually really good. Like, I know it sounds like total bullshit, but like it reminds me of like Frazetta's type stuff. He'd draw like big guys, barbarians and all that type of stuff and just eventually stopped. So um, inspired by him, I just kept at it. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. I, you know, it's my, I feel it's like my true calling compared to everything else. I wasn't really good at school or any of that other stuff. It was just art and writing really got to me. So I stuck to it and uh, eventually led to where I am today. Yeah. We, was your dad was your dad encouraging you because uh, he knew he was good and he just wanted you to yeah. succeed because he didn't? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, but like he kind of brainwashed me in a way. And like in the best way possible. In a good way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, like he would, since, you know, he didn't make it as an artist, I feel like he put his insecurities onto me. And um, growing up, he would always tell me, you know, how hard it is and how I'm not going to make it as an artist because it's too difficult. And that, you know, I'm going to be selling my stuff on the streets. And it sounds rude when I, the way I say it, but it wasn't. It was in a way he was going like, I don't want you to live that life. Like, you know, like I want you to be successful and do this and that. And I was like, you know, well, Art's the only thing that I really feel like I am successful at, so I got to stick to it. So he was tough on me in the beginning, but in a way that type of pressure inspired It's like me a litmus test. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you and know, he, he made me want to prove to him that it is possible and that I can do it. 
And by that, you know, the second week out of high school graduating, I moved out and got a job working as an artist. And I was like, see? And, you know, like, obviously he saw all the pain that I had to go through to eventually get there because it wasn't that easy after that. Um, but now he's at a point now where he completely supports it and he brags and does all of that. It's really cool. It's like I finally yeah. got him to that point. Well, yeah, there's a lot of bit, there's a bit about your personality and things that I think I pick up from you as well um, that are still like, you're still trying to, to appeal or please like, yeah. your dad you know and that's cool yeah. like what's cool is like we've had a lot of good talks about it and it's almost like psychological talks about it but and we i think we we all as creative people please share <laughs> i think we well i don't know if danny if i get you personally you just tell me shut up but like i don't I, care I'm i know you don't care that's, he that's he why i even care. brought it up that's why i even yeah. brought it up right. so but um but what i think is is like a lot of the times and um a lot of artists including myself um obviously if like you know you you create the beginning there's certain reasons to create and to be an artist and some of them are to be expressive expressive and there's also other reasons of um just wanting to appeal to other people and like kind of show that like you you're capable of doing great things as well and then a yeah. lot of times it's to, to appeal to like a parent stuff like that like my mom was really great at i was an amazing artist amazing uh She's a really amazing, actually, but she never really followed through with what she wanted to do, and she had a bunch of different aspirations and stuff like that. So, I have why, why didn't she? Was she scared or something? What was the? I, I mean, I don't know. I can't. I don't want to speak for her, but I think you know. I think a lot of it it comes down Speculate. to. Well, I, I think it's more about like, and Danny, you you might understand. It, it's like at the eleventh hour of working. You, there's a point where you can either say I give up or I continue. Yeah. Right now. And uh, <laughs> that's run out right now. <laughs> well, I think that's what's something we should talk about more too. Is that you? I I see that a lot in your art, and we talk a lot about it. We talk a lot about, and that's why I wanted to have you on, obviously, for many reasons. But I think it's important to talk about like a lot. Like there's 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 you're always on that fringe kind of you know, and that's what keeps you hungry. But it also keeps you very much like insecure and like kind of like. Uh, like at it on edge you know and yeah. and, uh, and you know like la the last podcast we had with with danny on he said there's a point in your life for harvest and i and i it, that stuck with me and i couldn't agree more and i i think i mean how old are you now danny i'm gonna be 28 this year 28 that's right yeah and so you're still young and you've been working really really hard for you know for a long time now i mean what, what how, when did you start so, since four years old well yes yeah, it's four years old but <laughs> But then, like, your dad, I mean, what's cool, like, about the things I've heard about your dad is, like, he supported you enough to get you, like, a, your first Wacom tablet and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I which I think that, is yeah. great, you know, which I think is awesome because it, not every parent would do that. And obviously, it's well, cool. Well, it was like, you know, I remember I started painting digitally when I was 15. And this is back when, like, it, the digital art was going on, but it wasn't like it is today. Like, nowhere near today. Yeah. And huge. it was... Yeah, like back then it was like you couldn't find shit online. There was no one was digitally painted. They're doing abstract 3D art on DeviantArt. That's all that's going on over there. And um, oh, it was such a peaceful time back then. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, like then I saw a painting by Justin Sweet, and you know, I went downstairs to go tell my dad. I was like, you know, this is really cool. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but I think this was done with like a digital tablet. And you know, he asked me, he's like, where can I get one of those? So he actually went out of his way to uh, go to a fries and find one well, and um, it was so so old <laughs> so terrible and there was like no pressure sensitivity really and it was just an awful thing but it was that's it that's all they had so he picked it up for me and i remember he brought it home on my birthday and i just 
the first time I used it, I could not do it. <clears throat> my paintings were so terrible. They had no color. They're very like sketchy. I'll actually give you one, Ashley, you can put on there. Um, <laughs> and they were just, they're awful. And you know, like you said- I'd love to see some too. Yeah, no, I'll send both of them. And you know, like Ash said, I got to a point where I was just, I gave up. And you know, I said, this thing is weird. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I suck at it. I'm gonna stick to pencils. So I went back to the pencils and, but then, you know, I kept on going back to that Justin Sweet painting. And I was like, huh. it's a, actually for anyone that wants to know, he did a Lord of the Rings cover. So it's one of those. And, um, you know, I just went back to it and I was like, I'm going to figure this thing out, whatever it takes. And I just stuck to it. And instead of going to like parties during high school and hanging out with people and going to movies, I just seriously sat in my room. It was a sad, sad high school. What a nerd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, all that hard work pays off the... I know. Look where you are now. Oh, I know. I just sat there and I just... <laughs> I just oh, I know. No, no, yeah. not like that. I just mean that. <laughs> I don't think like an No, you fuckers who partied, yeah. man. Where are you? Oh, well, in a way, yeah. No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, because a lot of those people still aren't doing much. Like, I see them on Facebook. And I was like, ugh. So, you know, I just sat in my room every day and I just taught myself. And, you know, I would write tutorials and, you know, try to figure out brushes and colors and, you know, anatomy. Because I couldn't really afford college or anything. So it was just all how much I really wanted to uh, absorb it and figure it out. And eventually led to now me pretty much knowing it, like the back of my hand. And and when did you feel like you, you really nailed it? Like with the... Um, made... There was a point after high school, I was probably 18 or 19. And I remember I was working on this contest for a CG talk and I spent a month on this massive painting. And uh, I remember I was like, living with one of my friends and he watched the whole thing and you could just tell that like each little thing I was starting to finally understand it I was understanding color understanding lighting I mean it sucks by today's standards but you know like back then I was like okay I think I have a grasp on what I'm doing now I don't feel so insecure about it yeah awesome that's awesome and yeah. then it certainly is pal <laughs> <laughs> well that because the good is is you're fired and you feel like <laughs> now like looking at you in your art and how fast you do it and stuff like that do you think that like it's almost all of it or if if anything is is due to the fact that you dedicated so much time and, and so much effort oh no doubt the beginning you know because like you're able to like just you kind of just like poop these things out <laughs> like you do like a piece like a day now and uh um, yeah. and it's cool like it's cool seeing like i love when i see my friends just like in their rhythm in their flow and it, like it like it, it's just so inspiring for me because when I see that, it just makes me want to push harder as well, because I, that's that's where we all want to be, right? It's in that that elevated level of flow, and I yeah. feel like I'm seeing that right now. Like you're drawing all these like Disney characters and like uh, all these like revisiting your past, but like having your own twist on it with all your crazy stories and ideas and stuff like that. And but you're you're ripping them out like so fast, and um, it's cool. It's cool to see. You want to, can you talk a little bit about like what you're doing now and stuff, and, and kind of how yeah. you're feeling about it and stuff? So, um, I won't talk about elements right now because that, that's another topic in itself. But uh, other than that, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, other than that, right now, I started this series called Popped Culture, which is pretty much taking famous or infamous uh, characters from pop culture, such as you know certain movies, books, video games, all that type of stuff, but shining a pretty ugly light on them. <clears throat> and the thing is, is that, you know, it's been done before, you know, doing your own rendition, but what I'm trying to do is give them stories and history and making them feel like 
kind of like the what if or that giving them that sort of like form. Well, pretty much when I look at pop culture now, all I think of is MTV reality shows and just that weird corporate feel to it. It doesn't feel like what we grew up on and what we are inspired by. It's a shame. Now, it's yeah, bad it just feels like phony now. Like I was talking to David Posey yesterday and I was like, I tried watching TV and like I got 10 minutes in and I had to turn it off. I was like, what is yeah. TV now? It's just kind of like, it's like brainwashing. So what I wanted to do is take that gross lifestyle of Hollywood and all of that type of uh, bullshit and put it into the pop culture series and add on to these characters. Um, so yeah, I've just been doing that. I've been painting them pretty much nonstop. Boy, I started like last week and I've done about 13 <laughs> <Yeah>. so far. <laughs> yeah. How many pieces have you done so far now? Uh, I think 14. Yeah, my see, that's what I'm saying. Right and they're fully Since rendered, last week? So. Yeah. See, like his, he just goes super fast and, and since it, since we uh we talk a lot through text messages and he just like text mess i'm like dude what the heck dude like chill out man <laughs> you're making me feel bad over here like i'm trying to keep up <laughs> no, uh, but now where does where danny where does that come from is that this drive to do um, this so much so much faster well, do you have a do you like set your uh, deadlines or goals or what is that no i never really set deadlines the thing where i think it comes from is that during the process of LMS this past month, I mean, it got picked up by a new publisher, L so I had to... LMS, let's explain what LMS to people that don't know. LMS yeah, is uh, Last Man Standing. It's Danny's uh, IP. It's his intellectual property that he created. We, let's go actually, um, go ahead and say we finished that and let's go into L um, LMS and talk a little yeah. bit about it because that's a big thing for you in your life yeah. and everything as well. So. Um, what I was saying though is that during, uh, while I was finishing up on LMS, I remember there was a phase where, and I'm going to sound weird, but I kind of lost it. And like everything just didn't add up or make sense. I think I had overworked myself to a point of going a little stir crazy. And like I was just sitting in my apartment for a month straight, not really going out. I remember I wasn't even talking to my girlfriend. I wasn't talking to friends. All I was doing was sitting there and just working and working and working and working and thinking about it. And it brought me back to that crazy. Yeah, it brought me back to that. Uh, state of when I first started making it and I remember that I almost lost it again and at this point I did and I think all of that energy and all of that those weird thoughts pretty much just added up and once I finished LMS I was like how do I get all that stuff out this is where the pop culture series comes in yeah well you you like and, and Danny Danielle actually doesn't bring up some of the stuff you talked about because a lot of it's I think is really relevant but you came to the end of yourself I think you think you kind of hit the bottom of yourself and then you kind of retrace it and go like where am i going and then you then you find it again but you find it pretty fast to, to be honest and, and but i know there's multiple stages for you creatively um, yeah that i've noticed you know just as an outside observer of everything because i like to just sit back and watch sometimes because it's it's fun for me to just sit back and be like yeah, this is you like to sit back and watch the world burn. <laughs> It's, it's just interesting. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I no, 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 no. That, that's my that was my interpretation of like what you're saying is that you kind of came to the end of your of yourself in your creative uh, endeavor, and then you're like, you know, what the hell? Like, where am I supposed to go now? And you know, what's next and stuff like that. You know, and yeah, and that's pretty much what happened. You know, like I, I think I just got to a point where you know I couldn't work on any IPs or projects as I have a lot of them. That I've been working on on and off so and I think I just got bored in a sense and I was like you know what I just want to have fun you know it's starting to feel like work where I'm trying to impress people yeah and, you know I was like okay how can I you know stop that and I was like let's just draw Yoshi and then I drew Yoshi and 
you know, people seem to like it. And I was like, okay, well, let's draw Donald Duck. That seemed to scare people. And I was like, all right. Like, you know, like it wasn't until Bert and Ernie where I discovered what I was trying to set out to do. And then I was like, okay, this makes sense. And then now it's just, it seems easy now. Now it's like the ideas just come to me. And you know, I don't mean that in a bragging sense, but I think just all of my inspiration like growing up. Yeah, I just think all my inspiration growing up has finally just caught up. And it's like, all right, let's have fun with this now. Let's do everything that I added onto LMS onto this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing that I'm talking about is you're hitting your flow. Like you're flowing like with it. You're not, you're not fighting it. You're just kind of going with it. And that's what I'm getting at here is that like you're like the thing is too, I want people to understand is that um, you're a little bit of a different breed where you kind of just do your own shit. Like you're not like you're not super content. If you had, you've had a lot of job opportunities from major companies and stuff like that. And, and um, not like you're, you think that you're better or too good for it. It's uh -huh. just like, I think like you're just the kind of guy that just, you know, you just want to follow your own path. You know, like I think I... you have a hard time uh, <clears throat> working under people, other people's visions because you are yeah. yourself as such a visionary yourself. And we talk about this a lot too. And you bring up like, you know, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> you have to pay your bills and like, good thing for now for you is like, you're still very liquid. Like you're able to like pick up jobs and not have jobs. You don't have a family and you're not completely yeah. not like, not like <clears throat> I mean, people with families are stuck, but you're, you're not obligated to take on a nine to five because of, you know, yeah, you gotta pay. Sure you gotta feed your family and stuff but what's yeah. cool is like you're able to um you're just able to be free and when you're <laughs> free the, what i'm seeing when you're you're being more free is like you're able to kind of you're, you're able to get to your voice faster i think at least as a creative person from my point of view i think that's what it looks like to me like you're able to get to you're getting able to get to yourself faster i guess you know and yeah which is cool and, and a bit fascinating to me as a guy that you know wants to have that same kind of feeling out of myself and you know all i mean that's why a lot of us create right is just to really express what we can't express with words like, how could you how could you really explain if you say like look i have this idea of donald duck and he's disgusting he's got like freaking all kinds of gross on him and he just really just gnarly and you <laughs> say that you say that to me and you say it to 10 other people they'll have a million different interpretations upon what that is but you can go and you can make it and that's a cool gift that's a cool thing and it's a it's a hard thing to do really too at the end of the day it's not an easy task seems like it might be i guess to people that don't know but you know we can talk about the sacrifices and stuff like that as well because you had you had health issues too because of overworking yourself right yeah no i mean i've I've gone through some kidney problems, apparently. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just drinking, yeah. drinking that <laughs> no, actually, alcoholic. I, yeah, no, actually, I don't even really drink. Um, it's just, I don't know. I think I kind of don't pay attention to myself sometimes and what's going on with my body. And I overwork. Like when I say I overwork, I literally mean I draw every day. Yeah, um, every you know, day, every, all day. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I wake up and I draw until I go to bed and uh, I don't know what it is. It's, it's an obsession, I think, you know, and it's not a good one because I've lost a lot of relationships because of it. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's just, it's really the only thing that makes me happy in a way. I can, whenever I draw it's I can escape and get away. And I remember back when my uh, parents divorced and I had this really shitty stemo, um, I would draw to like cure the shitty moments with her. And, and when did that happen? That happened like, when I was, was like nine or ten. So, 
was that a huge impact on oh, you? Oh yeah, no, it was ginormous. <laughs> like it was, it was a terrible time of my life. I had a stepmom that would just tell me really nasty things, bring me into a room and tell me my dad thinks I'm a mistake and stuff Whoa. like that. She just didn't want me around. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, but asshole. you know, it was like, oh, she was terrible. Now, how did that affect you? You were drawing, <laughs> you were still drawing at that time. Obviously you started at four I, and like, I, drew... I mean, that's a young age still. And how did that really affect you and drawing and people telling you fucking you're worthless or whatever? Now that you bring it up, you know, like I never really thought about it like that, but I drew a lot of dark stuff when I was little, <laughs> but you know, like that's what people liked me for at that time. There were, you know, people would ask me, Hey, can you draw me a picture of like a guy getting shot with a shotgun? I'd be like, okay. Or a guy would be like, can you draw me a picture of the T-Rex eating someone in half? And I'd be like, sure. And, uh, you know, like I just thrived off of that stuff. Like I, you know, I would never hurt someone. I've never been in a fight. I've never picked on anyone. I've never been a bully. It was just. I guess that type of stuff was like my way of getting out. Like I hate where I'm at right now, and I hate this woman. It's funny that how you mentioned that. Like you know, you would never hurt anybody and stuff like that. See, that seems to be like um, the issue with, for example, in in filmmaking. You know, people uh, give a lot of shit to violence, and like Quentin Tarantino's films, oh, yeah. and for example, just recently, uh, Andrew Dominic's film Killing Them Softly had some really rough stuff. I don't know if you guys seen it. Yeah. Like. And people always like to ask, like, oh, this is so violent. What do you think about this? You're a violent person and shit like that. And it's like people don't understand just because you're depicting violence, right? Whether it's in film or in art, it doesn't mean that you're a fucking violent person, yeah. right? It's funny. People need to understand the difference between art and well, like, yeah, reality. I could, see, just... I could see both arguments of that, though. You know, like I can see... That's a, I can see that. Yeah, too, you know, but... like some people want it to... Um, because there are you know when you put that kind of stuff out into the universe or whatever you, you know it has an effect whether you like it or not it does. you know yeah, and does. you can either have a positive effect or you can have a negative one i mean i myself i used to like it's funny that you brought it up because i just had a flashback to my childhood where i used to draw like my brother was really good at art too and i would try to impress him and i'd draw like skulls and just really creepy gross stuff and my my, my mom like uh would find them and she'd throw them away she was like really like kind of i think a, a bit afraid <laughs> that i had like a morbid side to myself you know but, yeah, would, right. but yeah like i would draw that stuff and it's just, a boy you know it would, i don't know it would just be like whatever and you know like it's my little brother right now he's um he's i think nine years old and he draws a lot and he, you know, my dad is always like, he always draws these war pictures and people shooting each other. And he's like, I blame you for that. And I was like, yeah, but it, he's not gonna hurt anyone. It's just, you know, some people are fucked in the head and that's just that. It has nothing to do with the movie. It has nothing to do well, with pop culture art. though, I think. Exactly. Too. I, think it's a, I think it's a mix of a lot of things. And I think a lot of it is like, you know, as you're growing up as a little boy, or you know, like you have a lot of like angst, I guess. And you have a lot of like, curiosity about the world around you and and a lot of it turns into not like bad violence but it's like you know gi joes and like what do gi joes do you know like they're soldiers that go out and like kill the bad guy and all that kind of stuff and yeah. and so the, those kind of things like that's what i grew up with ninja turtles and like gi joes and stuff so you know it's not it's not necessarily Body comes from one machine, doesn't come from bro. one source but at the same time like there's a violent seed in us all i think and to to hush it and to push it down is a, is a i think is a is a bigger problem than to just approach it like you know as being something like a release i guess you know like yeah it is a release i mean that's why i play video games you know i'll get on uh, even though i hate the game i'll get on call of duty every night play with my <laughs> friends get off that anger 
it's a terrible game. Um, you know, like after that, I'll kill them and then get off and be like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> you know? Imagine yeah. telling somebody from like the 17th century or 18th century, like, yeah, I get on this thing and I kill my friends and then I'm like happy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting they would go. They, they would go watch executions and beheadings. Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Ugly, you know? Like, see, for me too, like, I have, I'm really sensitive to that. Like, I can't watch the news. Uh, like you know, I can't. I can't. We're talking about the medieval times, aren't we? No, I know. But what I'm saying is, I like I could draw violent stuff, whatever. But um, I, I like I can't digest and handle real violence. Um, it makes me really gross. But the I, like, yeah. it's such a weird um, psychological study to think about, though. Like why? Because you know, it is really weird that we draw such negative. Not negative. It is negative, though. It's very like unpleasant a lot of the times. Um, you know, like just the. But like here, for example, I'm I'm working on a piece right now, literally as we're talking, and it has the main guy, it's from How to Train Your Dragons, but it's like my own version, and the main guy is bleeding all over his face, and so is a dragon, but he's like smiling, and you can tell that it's like a victory image. So what does that really portray? Does that portray just disturbing violence, or is that okay, or, you know, like, so it's like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Victor, yeah. 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 I mean, that's the. It's not black and white. Yeah. It's. Really yeah. Right. That's that's just it, right? It's never black and white. It's never just one thing. And that's when when people try to put band aids on shit, it more and more annoys me than anything because it's like you're 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 missing the point of this, you know? Like, and it's not about that. It's about other things. And I think a lot of it has to do with America's pop culture. We're very. Like, I'm not gonna try to sound like a hippie, but we have a very violent culture in America. Like, oh, we survive. You know, and it's like, you know, what is that? Is that saying about us as a as a culture and stuff like that? And that's what makes it interesting to me, and it makes it, you know, um, worth talking about. You know, like because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just this is an interesting conversation to think about, like what what we're doing and when the what we're throwing out there into the universe itself. You know, I often sometimes I think that when I create stuff, I worry that so I'm not I'm not putting out the right the right energy, I suppose. You know, and it's hard to find that balance. You know. But someday it'll happen. It's just for me. I, I try to also think about like what I'm doing in this world. You know, maybe that's because I'm a dad, and maybe because of that. Yeah, I think that, you that, have that. That happened. That happened when I be when I decided to become a dad and all that stuff. You know, I, I start to realize that hey, there's a whole another world outside of my own like endeavors and stuff like that. And that's kind of why like we brought we started the podcast. Uh, Iggy would email me a ton. You email 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 like a beast, dude. And I would be like, damn, how am I gonna answer all these questions? <laughs> but then I get a lot of emails from a lot of different people asking me similar stuff and I was telling him the other day why it's important to do this podcast for me and for everybody that is involved because I think it helps shed light on certain things and expose like, you know, the weaknesses and strengths within these things. And and Danny, I know you've you've had a you've had a really crazy journey with a lot of this stuff and like i want to i want to go into um your whole lms world i know yeah. you talked a lot about it i know you're probably tired of talking about it but this is your baby i want people to understand like your journey and i want you to talk about like where it's gone yeah. this is how i came to find you actually uh as uh, my friend Bo sent me a link to your talk with dave Raposa, which is f- so phenomenal i love that conversation too and and that's how i got introduced to both you and dave and then I felt like I felt like I had to reach out to you um, because of this, you know, because because of your journey and what you have done. And it was really inspiring to me to hear that. So I'd love I'd love for you to talk a little bit about kind of your journey and, and how that yeah. all worked out and go, you know, goes start with the beginning and end with the movies and all that kind of shit, because people should know it's just fucking really cool. For sure. Um, it all started 
uh, what year? 2008. I was Stefan and I. Stefan's my business partner. Stefan, what's up, buddy? Yeah, he's half the reason <laughs> why I'm here right now. Um, but we'll get to him later. Very uh, humble. Awesome. Yeah. No, he's he's seriously like anytime I can give a shout out to him, he deserves it. Yeah. Um, so what happens is that him and I were working for this one guy, and I'm gonna blame it on him because he was don't, on that don't name on don't his job. Name. But no, no, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but we were working for a company. I can say the company because we got paid by them. We were working for Microsoft, okay. and uh, you know, but we were working for someone under them who apparently thought he was the boss, even though he was not. And and he just started getting pretty verbally violent with us and you know to get rid of that stress and get away from there because that was really the only source of income i would draw these weird characters and um, i started putting them online on my deviantart and i noticed that they got really popular and they kept on getting more popular with each new one and it wasn't until i designed gabriel uh where everything really came together gabriel I the, main, the main character right yeah Okay, yeah, he's the main guy. He's got the glass black mask. Uh, it wasn't until I designed him where I knew what this what this was. And I brought Stefan over and I told him, I was like, look, I think I have an idea. I want to create a book. It's only going to be like 30 pages. Uh, it's going to have like maybe 15 characters, 12 characters in it. I'll write a few backstories and that's it. And he was like, okay. He's like, I'm totally on board. And I was like, all right. I'm like, it's going to take me a while. But I need you just to have my back and just trust me. And he was like, all right. And I told him that I wanted to make it so we could have something to platform off of for the rest of our lives because we wanted to be a company. So yeah. I was like, this is what I'm going to try to do is Section make that nine, thing for right? us. Section nine. Yeah. Section nine. Ghost in the, yeah, from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. And uh, so what happened is that we moved on from that. I started working on the book and I realized about pretty quickly and maybe about two months in that this was not going to be 30 pages. <laughs> that this was something else and I knew it got to a point where I understood who Gabriel was and what his backstory was and then I was like holy shit like I have a universe here that I can create and what was once supposed to be 30 pages ended up turning into 270 pages and it just became this massive tomb of a book and uh, it took me about it took me about three years to do it I did the whole thing by myself um, aside from like two paintings that I had my uh, friends put in there. This was before the fan art part. And um, you know, it just, I remember halfway through, I really lost it. And uh, I had so much self doubt. And I, I remember the exact day, I'll never forget it, because I remind myself of it every time I start to doubt myself. I remember I, it was like 6 a.m. in the morning. I had been working all day. I went upstairs. I went to my room, there my girlfriend was at the time who probably hated me, I and I mean that. And uh, I laid down <laughs> next to her, and I remember just looking up at the ceiling, and I was like, this is so stupid. This is such a dumb idea. Like, no one's gonna like this. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why, who do I think I am trying to make a book? Like, especially create a universe. Like, I'm not there yet. And I remember I was just like, ah. Oh this is gonna fail and like I had anxiety I could feel it in my heart I could feel it in my stomach it's like that really nervous feeling like when someone catches you in a lie yeah <laughs> and it was like that and I was like I'm like I'm just done and I went to bed and I woke up at like one o'clock the next day and I was like fuck all those people that told me I would never make it I'm like I'm gonna make this book I went back downstairs and I just 
kept at it and I just told myself every day, well, if it's stupid, how, how do we make it cool? How do we make it likable? And I studied movies. I read so many storybooks. I read just like so many different things and tried do to- Do you remember some? Um, Can you maybe list some yeah, titles? Yeah, the uh, story by, what's his name, Ash? Ron. McKee? Yeah, Robert McKee, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Joseph Campbell Hero's Journey is like a bust to anyone yeah. that wants to tell stories. Yeah, I mean, George you shouldn't Lucas like- inspired by him. He was one everyone. of his students. Once you yeah. know, the thing is, is that once you know the Hero's Journey, you will know every single movie because yeah, they all follow it. it in like some sense, yeah. Uh, and what other books? Uh, also, have just you, a warning to people the, that haven't visuals. read that: like, pre be prepared to hate every movie. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Not <laughs> after that, they all pretty much suck. Yeah, like, not to be it a tells jerk, you, but like, yeah, well, it, it kind of tells you like once you understand the hero's journey. I tell this to everyone: once you understand it, it makes so much sense, and you're like, that's the perfect story. And I was like, you know, but the thing that what a real smart writer I think can do, and I'm just trying to figure this out on my own, is how to tell the hero's journey without telling the hero's journey it's yeah. like where in a way you trick the audience into it and i think once you can manipulate the audience but in a way control them in like a very good way not in a shitty way where it's like really you did that to me i think that's when you're a perfect storyteller and there's like so many things that you can learn from story and like for example the pop culture series that buzz lightyear picture i don't think would be half as popular without that story that went with it if you look yeah, at all the comments, that's what I love on about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you, if you look at the comments on DeviantArt, everyone goes, "Oh my God, that story of crying brought me chills," like stuff like that. It's like because I hit you in your nostalgic area, but then also twisted it in a way of what I've learned from stories. And uh, I just think stories key. Like <laughs> I heart well, every single right? day. It's everything. Yeah. yeah. So have you read the, the directing the story? It's by this. Um, I think it was a uh, Walt Disney uh, animator or something like that. Oh, Glebus Francis is his name. Hook me up oh, with that. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Directing the Story. You can look it up. It's on Amazon. It's like he he uses an example from uh, 101 or 1001 Arabian Nights mm. uh, to explain what a story is, how to tell a story pretty much visually. Right. I guess it's more aimed towards making cartoons and stuff like that and storyboarding and stuff like that. Danny's for a huge visual huge Disney fan. You're like Yeah, yeah. Disneyland. Yeah, you you would like that if you haven't if you haven't uh, oh, yeah, read that. Sure. I think it'll help it'll help you out. But uh, can you just continue finish finish what kind of books you you read cuz yeah. I guess uh, some of the people would love to hear Yeah, no. What they... um, the, so the hero's journey um what else? I read a lot of uh, kind of like those George Lucas, Steven Spielberg biographies, you know, stuff on that, just learning what they went through and trying to just absorb anything I can. And watching movies with commentaries has helped a lot. Uh, so good. Yeah. yeah Fuck like, yes. Uh, you know, like it helps so much just because you learn from them. And like the thing is, is that what I always say is don't try to create something similar. You know, like what you should do is look at something and go, okay. You take the yeah. good parts and then you take the bad parts as well. That's why I watch a lot of bad movies because I want to learn from them what not to do. But also, yeah, like, no, the thing with why watching that stuff is not to, not like, that's a perfect point is not to try and just, like, like, I listened to this, uh, The Shining's commentary the other night and I was thinking, like, man, Kubrick is such a, like, a, a crazy, intense guy, you know? And I was like, man, eventually if I do make movies, like, I wonder if I you implement gotta be that, you know, but I'm like, then I start thinking like, that's not me. I'm not that guy. You know, yeah. I'm going to be whoever I am. I'm going to take all the good and all the bad and just try to figure it out. And it's like, sometimes it makes me uh, very shy to the idea of actually 
following through with doing something as grand as that. Because making a movie oh, in any yeah. sense, like anybody that makes a movie, even if it's crappy, like they're still amazing. Um, they made a know, movie. They made a yeah. freaking movie. Like, and all, and all I can say if I don't like it is like I don't like the movie, and I complain well, about yeah. it like a crybaby. <laughs> the thing is, is that. Like, you do bitch a lot, Ash, about, oh, that movie sucks. Remember you, Skyfall, you didn't like Skyfall. Dude, it's such a bad story. It's such a bad story. It's such a bad story. Come on. Don't get me started on that. But like, You didn't like Cloud Atlas. I mean, it's fucking complex. Come on. Dude, well, the show. thing is with this stuff is like, it, it, when you understand all these like the ingredients and how it's made, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's like you're a, it's like if it's like you you're extending your taste and your palate, right? And you and you're starting to understand all the food that makes a great dish. And when when somebody serves you a piece of food that you pay for and it tastes like shit, you're like, get the shit out of my freaking face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like, that's insulting to me. And the idea of how it takes so much time, work, and effort from so many people involved to make a movie, and when it's not done right, it just it just hurts. It hurts me yeah. personally because I'm like, dude, like you just Especially wait. Especially when you're hyped for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah, that's 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 like you know a little kid. But that's the thing though. Like I said, like anybody that makes a movie, if it's crap, dude, cheers to you because you made a movie. You know, like you know, like I can't. I haven't made a movie, so I can just sit here and cry like a baby. I don't know what it's really like, you know? Like, I'm sure it's incredibly hard on every level of every sense, you know? It is, Ash. What people don't understand is that... A lot of people don't understand that a lot of producers have something to do with it as well. And it sometimes has nothing to do with the director, because the director is being controlled by the producers and can't put his vision out. I mean, for example, Planet of the Apes, or Rise of the Apes. I liked it. I thought it was a cool movie. I thought it was actually, for what it was, I thought it was pretty sweet. And what I read into it, I, or I didn't read into it actually, um, Stefan knows a guy that knows the director. And apparently it wasn't that like simple for him. And Fox, you know, had a lot of like, you're gonna do it this way and this way. And he was like, then take my name off of it. You know, like, I don't wanna be a part of it. And it yeah. wasn't until they gave him control where he ended up being able to put out the movie that he wanted to put out. And then you got something cool. But you know, you can just imagine what would have happened, you know, otherwise. The well, the reason North is North. is because they're very hesitant to have a big budget film yeah, like Rise of the Apes made by somebody who hasn't made a film in Hollywood. That was his yeah, first film because exactly. he's a British director and he made, I think before that, he made a, kind of like a drama or a crime film. Yeah, yeah, and off of that, he got the job. But the, the thing is that you're, you're right. A lot of these films that are so fucking botched and suck is because the producers really – tinker with this shit designed by and because they have a lot of influence yeah. and the reason is because it's money it's always money and they want to make more that's why they're like ah oh, this is not or they they fucking pay a lot of money for marketing to cut a trailer that isn't anything like the film for example as much as i liked the movie um uh, the place beyond the pines oh, yeah. it's the trailer for that is nothing it's like i'm not gonna spoil the film but it really it's just there's a lot of ryan gosling in it yeah. uh you know and if you've seen it it's <laughs> like it's just the reason is yeah it's just to get the people in the fucking theater you know yeah. off of this fucking it worked name. it worked it worked too you know and, and like yeah it did but, but it was yeah, a great movie that's though. that's a, that's i mean we can go on, the on point about is, this but it, a lot of it's it's designed by committee when you have everybody and their mama telling you what they think they want to see on the screen you're gonna have a piece of shit film if you tell yeah. if you go and you make okay if, like if you go in there like i always use apple as an example like you have a you, if you have a real strong director or a creative person or somebody that's in charge that's actually a visionary that has a voice that doesn't allow any kind of compromise then you get an amazing uh you get amazing uh product 
you know like i always bring up also like alien you know really scott like really did not want to compromise on his vision i think he had to fight a lot for it you know you should have done that for prometheus uh, oh he did and if you listen if you listen to that. his <laughs> if you listen to ridley scott's commentaries he has a theme where he always says like this is what i want fuck you i'm gonna do it the way i want it because that's the that's his as a director that's his right yeah yeah that's that's the fucking thing that's why his films are the way they are i mean some of the some of his films are are not as great as others but the reason is uh, not the reason but they're, they're all visually striking there is oh, a yeah. vision he's, he's got a beautiful completely. vision it's just once again it's story i mean you know like prometheus was a yeah. gorgeous film i thought but the yeah. story was awful i'm sorry I just couldn't get into. I just couldn't get into it because everything was just like, why, 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 why? I, yeah, exactly. If you don't have interesting characters, your movie's gonna fall flat. Are you like not even interesting characters? I think it's more like characters compelling. that you compelling. Yeah, you you feel um, like drawn towards. You know, I think that's what Nolan's really trying to put into um, the scale. Everything we're so nerding off about film right now, yeah. and I I love it, but at the same time, I. I want to talk about uh, <laughs> your your process, you know, a little yeah. bit more because we could seriously go on and on and sound like such jerks. <laughs> but it's, it's true. true, it's true. It's it's honest and we're just speaking our mind. I think a lot of it if anybody gets offended by what we're saying here is a lot of it just comes from love. We really just love it so much that we're willing to like cry about it, you know, and like that's Oh dude, dude I own stop, I stop. own the like the most expensive <laughs> special edition of Prometheus. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's just there you, go. you know like Exactly, but it's just, you know, I'll always buy them. I'll always be there day one to see it. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, why couldn't you have done that? Like, you guys, yeah. it was, it really hit me once I saw yeah. um, the last Star Wars prequel where, you know, I was like waiting for that epic fight between Obi-Wan and like Anakin. And I saw it in my head and I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so cool with this song yeah. and this happening. And then the way it played out, it was just like, <laughs> well, nothing can, like, nothing can own up to your thing, and that's a problem with a lot of these things. And nothing can own up to what everybody expects it to be, you know? Yeah. That's why, like, a lot of the most scary films never really show the monsters, you know? Unless you're, like, you know, because when you do the final reveal, then you then, then everything falls. Either it either wins or it's a big bet, basically. You know, that's what Alien was. It was a big bet. Before they had Ge Geiger on board, it was, like, we weren't sure about what the, the alien was going to be, you know. But a lot of it is, like, it's hard to really own up to those expectations. And what I'm trying to say here, too, is that you and I and, and people that are aspiring to create their own stories and worlds is, like, we'll sit there and, and, and critique and analyze and, 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 and complain about things. And that's when it... It starts like you got to put action to your words basically you can't just be a guy that sits there on your computer and like uses your keyboards and, and and throws out all your diarrhea thoughts on everybody you know like on people's films the, the difference between uh i think a real person in this world is a person that does shit you know like i get so sick and tired of people that just talk their way through everything and and so what i'm getting at here is danny like through all your frustrations and your own things like you're gonna try and do your best to own up to your own um you know conversations basically or your own your own thoughts and stuff like that by creating your well, now, own, creating like, your yeah and now i have like lms and it's like okay so how do i how do i do this now and then now i i'm the one to talk you know yeah <laughs> and isn't it scary though because now you got, isn't, you got isn't. All, like, all this shit to back up now you know here's the thing is that i feel confident in my storytelling and i don't think i'm the best storyteller ever at all i think there's far better ones um, but the w thing is, is that like when I tell a story, I won't put it out unless I think I would go see that. 
or I'd want to be in that. And I look up to a lot of really talented people. So I always try to think it's got to be on that level. It's got to be something really cool. And for LMS, like, I think I have some really cool ideas, but it's going to take a while to get there. You know, like some people read the kill book and they're like, uh, and I don't care that I'm talking down on it. Some people will be like, some of the characters are flat. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. But you don't understand that that character has a much bigger arc coming down the road. That that character plays a role. Like the thing is, is with the kill book, and I challenge people to look into it if they get it, is there are so many Easter eggs and so many like players planted into that book that may seem like they don't have a role that affect the story in such a big turn later on. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, trying to plan that out. And that's why it was such a struggle with LMS is I had to think about that even though I didn't know the full conclusion of my story yet. And I have to think about what this character is going to be and give them, you know, certain archetypes. Yeah. So, uh, when people that don't know this, uh, Danny's also, um, who's the company that you guys decided to work with to get the film uh, uh, Paramount. moving? Paramount. So, so you have a deal going on with Paramount, which you've, have you sold the creative rights? You're part, you, you own part of it, but you're not completely right. And I want to uh, hear more about that. Actually, let's let's go back. Let's rewind this shit and go back. Yeah. So you're making LMS. You're working your ass off. You're doubting yourself, and then uh, your girlfriend hates you. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and then it goes into uh, shit. Now I think uh, what that's where we left that? off. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm just well, there's a lot of people that are gonna hear this and, and might not know you or your story and I really think it's important for you to connect the dots for them so it, they can see that and maybe aspire to do their own kind of destiny kind of thing you know so yeah sorry no eventually I just uh, finished LMS and um, you know I brought it over to the publisher who was heavy metal at the time and uh, we did this big presentation they had never seen anything from the book since the day I pitched it two and a half years ago hmm. um, so this is their first time actually seeing the book so uh, I showed it to him and he stood up. He was like, I need to call some people. And uh, they brought over Peter Levin and Russell Biner, who are now my like marketing guys. And uh, they saw it and they're like, we think this is a toy, a movie, uh, a comic series, a video game. And Just I was because like, you gave them everything, right? Yeah, I mean, like in a way, it's pretty much like a, an entire world Bible. And it gives you over 40 characters, all their backstories, weapons, locations, vehicles, all that type of stuff. Um, so in a way, it was kind of like, you know, a blueprint for what was to come, which is exactly what I wanted to make it. And uh, after they saw that, they then started, we pitched it around to a few studios like Legendary, DreamWorks, uh, Sony, Fox, all the big ones. And they also said no. And uh, they said that they love the art, they love the book, but it's just uh, too big, too, uh, too much. You know, because I really, you know, to be honest, I don't blame them because when I first walked in there, I was, I didn't even know what I was talking about. I didn't know what the world was yet. It was just so much information where I was like, what do you do with this? <laughs> and yeah. after that, we um, pitched it to Summit um, and they said yes. And, you know, I was a little, a little nervous about that because they're not huge, you know, like some of those other guys. And I was like, you know, are they going to make it the movie I see in my head? You know, but then I got to a point where I was like, I can't be like that. So after that, you know, we went to Comic-Con, the book finally sold. And I remember Summit was telling me, they're like, hey, you know, when you get back, we're going to have all the contracts waiting for you. We can talk all about that stuff and we can get this movie going. And I was so pumped up and I was like, okay. 
And unfortunately for them, they waited too long and someone else approached me. And uh, it was a producer from Warner Brothers. And he told me that he wanted to uh, pitch it to the guys over you know, at WB. So he brought it over to the head of them. And from there, they said, we want it. They made an offer. And then Paramount came into the picture and they made an offer. From there, it just kind of blew up. And uh, I eventually went with Paramount and uh, very happy that I did. Awesome. And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I think that you, you, you know, like those who are listening and all that stuff, this is like kind of like a could sound like a pipe dream or whatever, like a dream, you know, that's like hard to obtain. But I think what, what we're getting at is at four years old, you fell in love with art. At what, 14, you got your Wacom? Yeah, 15. 15. Digital art started hitting you and you started falling in love with that. You became addicted. Uh, when everybody was living their lives and doing other things, uh, you were living your life, but you were doing it more about, it's all about working hard and trying to get this, your your ideas out of your head and learning how, to, you're learning the craft. Then we flash forward, and so 2008 was when you did this with these yeah. things? No, you started LMS 2008, so 2011, is that right? Yeah, 2008 was when I, yeah, sorry, was when okay. I uh, started the book, and then I it got picked up in 2010. 2010, okay, cool. So it was two years, 2010, boom, 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 and then now we're in 2013, and uh you know, like you can explain a little bit too, is that it takes, um, Oh yeah. It takes a lot of time to make a movie. Is what I've yeah. Learned. Yeah. And a that's the of... thing I think you get to understand too, from being inside the create, like, like I like to listen to a lot of stuff that George Lucas had to go through in the beginning. Um, he was like, if you listen to what he's saying and what he's, like, he was basically saying like, I'm not going to do anything with Hollywood because it's all owned by all these conglomerate companies that have nothing to do with telling good stories. And he's, and he it had is. a vision and he had a vision. And you know, what's funny nowadays is I, I'm, I'm starting to say, I think a lot of it is it's just gone back to that. And I feel like there's a, there's gotta be a next wave of, of people getting closer to that love of what they're wanting to do. And then, you know, then he went up to, up north and I think uh, Zoptroph, is that what it's called? With, uh, uh, I forget his name. Yeah, American Zoetrope. Yeah, American Zoetrope. By yeah. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, exactly. And they started their own company. Basically what I'm saying is that like, uh, he had that personality and that that trust in himself to throw himself out constantly. I mean, he bank he could have been went bankrupt. He could have ruined his whole life many times just on the sacrifices he had to do to create Star Wars. And yeah, and a lot of people goes... like give him shit, and I get it. You know, the prequels and all that. But that guy went through a lot to get out that series, and a lot of people love that series. And I think like he deserves a, a little more like respect than he gets. Oh yeah, and well like, I mean, that's know, like... the thing. People remember off you after your last project, unfortunately. And for me, for me, I mean, st I mean, I'll just be blunt about this. Star Wars changed my life as a kid. That oh, was like the, Star Wars itself. It just it's just Star Not Wars me. itself. <laughs> well, that's that's that you know. Not a Star Wars fan. Not a Star Wars. But fan. no, I yeah. appreciate I appreciate Lucas. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, I grew up, you know, like you know, lightsabers and all that kind of stuff. You know, like that was something that it captured my imagination. It was it was basically like he was telling another story, but it was the same story we've heard, but it was it was in his own world, which is so cool. But what I'm getting at here is that there's a certain type of personality. Before you get at it, what I like about George Lucas is the fact that what he was saying remember you linked me to that video the documentary the really long one eight eight hour one is when he said like when it when he was in film school like a lot of kids would just give up because they had they would try something it wouldn't work out but his whole fucking mantra was is that he would he would believe in himself and that whatever he's gonna touch he'll fucking 
uh, go all the way until he fucking makes it. There was no kind of like failure. That's Cameron in too. his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Cameron too, but George Lucas as well. We're talking about Lucas well, now. You know, and what I like, it goes it goes deeper. It goes globally, and it's basically you know all you guys. And all the successful people in the world, they have that full belief in themselves. And what, like, Danny was talking about, no, you know, f- fuck all these people who doubt me, man. I'm going to go and finish this fucking book. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's that full belief. And that's what's important. People need to realize that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And But what the, the other big important thing is that you got to have support in your life. Like, big support from friends, family, whatever. Like, fucking oh, partners. Yeah. You know, like, that's a big one. There's I, two things, and you can conquer the whole fucking world. I yeah, tell people all the time, I was like, you know, like your fans make you, and like you know, like I wouldn't be where I am without their support, and that's why I always try to like, I mean, I try as hard as I can. Some people get mad at me and say I don't try hard enough. I'm like, you know, I'm trying. You're only one person. <laughs> and, I mean, you're doing yeah. so much. It doesn't mean that you You need a lot, lot less. Yeah. So, you know, but like, I, I always. Yeah, I always try to like interact with them on Facebook and you know update them on where we are with the movie and just make them feel like you know you guys were there since the beginning, so you might as well be there till the end. And you know, like I just try to always update them with everything that's going on. You're super that's important. everybody though, and I think that it's like a two-way street for you because it fuels you, like getting close to your fans, people excitement and all that kind of stuff like that. It fuels you, it makes you work harder. At the same time, like it, it also, I think you find that there's you you hit the end of it a lot, you know, like don't you? Yeah. Like you, you, like, you know, the frustration you get from, um, you, you're very sensitive to your stuff, you know, and the frustration yeah. you get from from um, people that might not understand your ideas or get it, but at the same time, it fuels you. We have made yeah, you know, like well. you know, like the thing is, is that and again, a lot of people are insecure too that will look at people like you, I think, and be like, Ugh, what's this? This is what silly stuff well, you know you know like i for example on the pop culture stuff there's this one guy that left a comment on the site don't give him that i'm not getting it in um he left a comment just going like oh no thanks and everyone just started like attacking him and going like dude like really like this guy put in a lot of time and blah 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 and uh, you know he was like writing these huge paragraphs defending himself and i was like this guy doesn't really like my stuff why is he talking so much about it so anyways you know finally after enough the thing that bugged me the most is that he said why doesn't he try try doing something creative and i was like okay so i went to his page and i left him a reply and i usually don't reply to it but i was like you know what i just i'm gonna be polite as i always try to be with these people i was like i just want to see what he says and i left him a comment just basically saying like look if you spent more than two minutes to write that comment, you would have seen in the first line of the article that one, it says that I created a book. So I'm like, you didn't even look at that. You were just so quick to judge me by my art without even giving me the time of day. And I was like, I don't expect you to like it. Not everyone is going to, that's totally cool. I'm like, yes, the idea has been done before, but I'm trying to add my own twist onto that. And I'm like, third of all, I just do my art to put it online and like, you don't have to go out of your way to talk shit on it. Like, it's just not cool. I'm like, thanks for, you know, talking about it, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And he actually left me a reply and it was like, you know, like, hey, thank you for sending that comment. I'm sorry. Um, you know, like, I will check out your book and blah, blah, blah. And I guess the site just puts up too much stuff like this that I got offended easily. So, you know, like, if you treat them with kindness, you know, they're usually pretty cool about it. But, uh, but you, can't, that's a, you can't you can't like true, you you, yeah. you can't uh, that's the thing you got to be careful you can't appeal to everybody you know oh, like, I, you can't 
but it's like look how much energy it takes for me, you know like that's the thing we talk about a lot too it's like there's a lot of people that probably hate me and like hate what i do and hate this podcast and all that kind of shit because hey if they're listening to it they're jealous you know or i don't know what the problem is you know like or maybe they just think that we all sound like idiots you know so like yeah, yeah exactly so I mean, no, that's... I mean, it's just yeah but no nobody's gonna like what we do nobody's like everybody's trying to fucking uh, please themselves you know what I'm saying whether it's fucking saying that you know oh this guy fucking sucks leaving him a bad comment you know it's it's kind of like it comes out of the state of your own not being not being content with your life yeah you know so people are gonna shit on everybody else like it doesn't matter like if you just a comment you go on YouTube you will see people just oh, hate YouTube's on shit because so they're fucking yeah. <laughs> you know just, just as an example you know it's just people yeah. just fucking love to hate yeah and that's the thing yeah it's... and you you gotta not buy into that oh yeah now like it's gotten to a point now where I just don't even really bother and it's like you know yeah. like if you don't like it cool you know if you if talking shit on me makes you feel better cool like I really yeah. don't understand that I've never once like done any of that or even say anything like really negative on someone's art i just think it's rude well you and have your like, own you know, opinion so you have your own yeah. opinion you know like we we just talked bad about like people's movies and stuff like that you know like <laughs> that, but that's our own opinion. but it's not like you know like it's it's not it's, it's out of love like, though a lot of it's out of love. yeah like I when you, there's a difference between talking about that type of stuff and being cool about it and then there's a difference between this is fucking stupid you know like shit like that yeah, so. but yeah, definitely. But that's that's you know that's whatever. What I want to talk well, about there, too. Well, there's there's a go ahead. It's about an informed opinion. There's a difference. You know, people love to say, "Oh, it's just my opinion." Yeah. And there's a quote by Harlan Ellison. You know, a very famous like science fiction writer. Is just like uh, he said, "No, you don't have a right to your opinion. You have the right to your informed opinion." You know. <laughs> so if you fucking if the guy would take his time to. do some research and and if he still finds that he doesn't like it you know there's your opinion it's informed it comes out of research yeah yeah, whatever you know but not like oh looking at something like oh i don't like it man well you don't like it because you're you're trying to be the guy you're trying to be at that level and then you you're jealous usually that comes out isn't that that the shit though isn't that the funny shit that like people that put a lot of effort into doing something putting themselves out there um, often don't even get as much recognition as people that will sit and critique it. Like it's so funny those people don't put in even an ounce of effort. And so like uh, even like that's for me. I, I worry that I might be talking a little bit too much about certain things that I don't understand enough about, like movies, for example. That's why I'm studying them like crazy. Well, re- rely on me then to do the work for you. No, exactly. <laughs> and that's I mean, that, since since we've we've just developed our friendship, we've been able to talk and analyze things into a further you know analyzing things beyond and that's what's cool is being informed and and when you're informed you you might not necessarily hate it but you'll appreciate it for what it is and then you'll let it yeah yeah. whatever that's we're getting on nerdy shit (laughs) danny is uh and i I don't know have you released the news about your comic have you been are you able to talk about that yeah, yeah, are you? Uh, Dark found Horse. out my house. You found out my house. I remember that. that was yeah. You're at my yeah. house. And you got, you're up in my office. You had that call. With the, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I just, uh, it, was, it was a great day. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Um, Dark Horse Comics is going to be publishing it. Uh, the book comes out in November. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. And um, unless you go to Comic-Con, you can get the Comic-Con edition there. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, re- I'm really super excited about it. You know, I couldn't yeah. be happier. I mean, come on, man! Like, that is a big, freaking awesome thing to have your. Yeah, own I know. It's like you know, it still hasn't really sunk in. Like everyone's like, your comics gonna be everywhere. I'm like, I know. It's weird. I was talking to Stefan about it yesterday, and uh, he was telling me he was like, yeah, I, you know, Google Last Man Standing, Dark Horse, 
and it's just like the list just keeps on going awesome man danny can you talk about the comic like were you uh did you did you write it the write the story first or did you um, you tr draw well, it out what I don't have the I don't have the comic yet. I haven't started the actual comic. I have tons of scripts for it, but I haven't actually done it yet. Uh, but you know, with the kill book, yeah, I wrote the whole thing. And what I would do is I would design the character first, and then from there I would uh, come up with a story as I'm designing them, write it, and then mm -hmm. from there I would fill their portfolios with like trinkets and faux advertisements and little character things that came from that story. Let me explain something here from just from the side from okay. my own interpretation. Anybody that's ever trying to do anything in this world, you need to really put your at like your all your effort into it, because no matter what matter, everything else is secondary to the work that you put out there. And I think Danny will attest to this as well. It's like you like if you put everything that you have into it, the world will bend around to make it happen for you, basically. Oh yeah. So like it's like it's, you know when you say it, it sounds like oh come on, but it's like it's true. It's weird. Yeah. You know, because exactly. like I put so much into LMS. Like I told Stefan, I it sounds cocky, but like I really don't mean it like that. But I told him I was like, I want to make a book that no one can say no to. Like something that's like, even that if you cocky. hate it, it's like even if you hate it, you still go. A lot of work was put into that book, and it was like you know, like that's what I want to do is create something where you lift in that has weight. And I was like, I want to create something that's just like hefty and it's just people will remember it. And that's what everyone always says. Every time someone talks about it, they're like, yeah, that fucking tomb. That like, you know, cause it's huge. You know, Ash, you've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's really book. ridiculous. Like I didn't, I can't, like I kept thinking to myself, even being a creative person and a, and a bit of a, like I like to just go crazy on everything. I was like sitting there thinking like, this is a bit ridiculous, like that you did this all. <laughs> like, because like, it's just, it's filled with all kinds of stuff. And it's obvious to me that you have ADD of some sort, or you have some kind of like, you yeah. have some <laughs> kind of world that you live in that is not along with the rest of us, you know? Like, we all have those, I think, but I'll talk about that a little bit more, too. It's just ADD. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just have, like... No, like, I definitely have ADD. Yeah, but I think also, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's like you have a, your own world basically, and it's it's when you when, when somebody gets into that and they realize that it's all created by one dude, it's pretty uh, ridiculous. Like to really think about, you know. And I think I think that's where it's really interesting. Like you know, and I think um, besides the talk that I heard of you and Dave on that podcast, it was just really inspiring for me to hear that because it's like a lot of the times, and especially growing up and stuff like there's always that doubt like why or what should i be doing or nobody's gonna like this and this and that and like i even do it with you i talk about like you know my own ideas and stuff like that and we just we ran we randomly uh go back and forth on all that kind of stuff but it's so cool to see somebody just you know or to know a person that's just going out there and doing it you know and it's it's really inspiring you know yeah. a lot of people need to do that i think you know it's a lot of people. have you guys heard about the the I think somewhere in in Germany they uh, started hiring people who are autistic, like computer programmers, mm. and it's like this new thing is is because autistic people are more prone to being so fucking detailed, like the nitty gritty details. Yeah. And that's interesting. I think in the art world especially, see because you know there's there's such a stigma almost to uh, to any kind of like mental illness. I mean, I'm not talking about like really horrible one. But the kind of like you know autism, Aspergers and shit like that, uh, is well, that my brother uh, has it's kind of like one. looking down, looking down at that. Yeah. But it's not really bad because well, if you're if you have that, 
and uh, you're creative. Like you, you're so fucking stressing over details. I have a feeling like Kubrick was either autistic or like fucking had Asperger's or something. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely did. You know? He had to have all all the big obsessives. He was yeah, like yeah. incredibly obsessive about everything. The weirdest shit though, like stuff like. Like even like last night listening to Shining, like he was he wanted to put like a speedometer on the wheelchair contraption that he had for the Steadicam operator. He wanted to know that he was going six point two miles an hour or some ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, that's just ridiculous, you know? Like, and that's why it took his films to get to, to get to take. They took so long, but no, like nobody could have made The Shining like he did. That's the that's a that's a fact. Like nobody could have made that film the way he did on his own terms and he was not willing to compromise so many times on everything that he had been producing and i don't know i don't want to segue into that but there's a lot of what i'm getting at here danny and i think danny is like on the beginning of you know he's been working on this whole thing and it's going to go into this other range and, and hopefully he, ke he keeps a hold of all the passion that he can and all the dignity and stuff while he, the film gets made because in the film world there's tons of sacrifices and compromises that happen and hopefully you can stick to like what you had in your head along with the ride with taking everybody else along and whoever directs it is going to have to you know hopefully have respect for you and be able to work with you you know because yeah people are going to remember you by your shit like you're gonna you're gonna remember you by that you know like not everybody's yeah, gonna yeah. read the comics but a lot of people will, will um be engaged into the movie probably you know the movie will probably reach out to a lot of people and and so that's right now you guys are doing scripts and stuff like that or they're still working yeah, on concepts right now, or trying to shop um, shop it around we uh, the scripts finished all the first draft, and uh, right now it's going off to directors to uh, hopefully get interested in directing it. I mean, it's the thing is, is that like a lot of people are like, why isn't it, why isn't it being made yet? And I was like, well, like a lot of work has to go into it first of all, and yeah. you can't just make LMS. And you know, like I mean that in the most sincere way is that the world is just it's big, and there's like a lot of stuff that goes on, and you know, it requires a lot of work. And you know it's probably gonna be big budget. I mean, what from what I've heard, I can't talk about it, but you know it's gonna be big. So you know, I hope it gets made, but I'm not like, in a way, it sounds sad, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm just like you know, just letting it happen. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. We go on to the next one. So are there any specific directors that are looking at it? I can't talk about it. <laughs> They'd kill me. Some disclosure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's all good people. I can't say that. I, mean, I can tell you guys out, out of this, but I think Ash has heard a couple. No, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what thing too. I think is important for people to realize too. Is, is there's a, it's important to protect some of these things because um, you want to be able to have that impact of wow, you know, when it happens, you know, like no matter what, if you make something great, people are going to be like wow, you know, no matter what. But at the same time, like you got to kind of protect these things, or you know, they get kind of lost in like the the madness of shit you know so you know oh, people yeah. seeing things and, and it's, it's 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 hard it, just getting these things going though getting that many people on board with something just crazy and like even like with that with your world it's so massive it's so vast and so big and grand it's like it's hard to grasp really so you have there's going to be a, i think there's going to be a lot of sacrifices with you i think but i think it's going to be great to see what you choose and what you try to steer everybody into you know, yeah, like focusing you know? on and stuff you know because it seems like you could probably only do like one story really you know oh yeah because yeah, if, if you don't story. if you do if you, yeah yeah exactly because if you do if you get too grand you, you'll be like that one thing there there i was listening to a commentary on one of my favorite anime directors uh kawajiri he did like ninja scroll and, and wicked uh -huh. city and stuff and he, he said this brilliant thing there night when i was listening to it he said that if you in anime what for him it was important he was talking about wicked city he was saying that if you show everything you show nothing 
and that's to me is really beautiful because I feel like a lot with a lot of films that I don't really I don't I'm not attracted to nowadays I feel like they're showing me everything and I don't want to see everything I want to be curious about certain things I want to be you know that's what made like alien so cool for me because it's like so dark and it's, 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 you know it's, yeah the unknown makes it so much more interesting you know i guess for a mind like myself uh it has like just crazy imagination you know so but that's yeah. great and, and congratulations on the comic book thing i mean seriously that's a, that's a huge nerdy dream for me myself so they I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for you and that was like the same time i think anthony jones we're going to try and get to have on yours too he he just got his, yeah, his book greenlit off of yeah off kickstarter which is so phenomenal like phenomenal like kickstarter itself is such a great uh, invention oh, of the current next. day yeah. yeah that's awesome do and everybody pop culture man. that's great dude and i'm excited for that you know like and, and i know like what's what's really cool too to, to jump over this is that like um who like you want to talk about who who uh about the eva thing and the twitter thing and all that stuff oh, yeah, is that, that i thought that was really great you know that was like come like, true <laughs> that's all these great moments like, you know um yeah no the director of wally uh just tweeted my picture of eve that i did for the pop culture series and just you know i really look up to pixar so i was like oh it's like a dream come true <laughs> i was really happy about that that's all <laughs> no that's the, but that's what's cool like and we can go back to it it's like you're working so hard and you're putting so much effort into what you're trying to do and then the world responds to it you know oh uh, yeah, yeah for sure. my brother would always tell me that i would always wonder i'd ask him questions like you know you think i'll make it this and that and he's like you know what if you if you do something great, no matter what it is, the world will appreciate it in some form or another. And that that's when it gets really um, sketchy. And, 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 and Danny actually brought it up. Danny brought up in the last podcast that I thought was great. Is he, he said there was a moment in time in his career where he really started to think about and focus on like the fans, like the, getting the, the, the attention from fans. And there's, uh, you know, I think Danny, you could probably relate to this as well, um, that you really, if you're not careful, you really lose sight of what's important, you know, and what, oh, yeah. what the importance of basically like what I was trying to say about the guy that was commenting on your stuff, people are going to hate, you just got to let them hate and be whatever. Like I always tell you, like when you're loved and hated at the same time, you're doing something right. Yeah. That's my opinion, you know, because you're, because you want to have that conflict of interest on your stuff. You don't want, it'd be really weird and, and, and a bit odd personally to have everybody just love your stuff. And so I thought it was really great. And it's interesting to think about too, um, is not to get lost in that and to keep true to who yourself, who you are yourself. And in a day and an age where um, the artists are so c close and connected to their fans, um, it's really interesting. You can really get lost in it. You know, like, how do you keep that balance? Like, how do you keep the balance between yourself and not getting completely destroyed you know like by um getting lost in, in like thinking that you know your fandom is what's guiding you you know like do you have to go um, back to the, the original source do you like sit down and watch a movie or do you get back inspired by well, what they do it you know uh, it's weird i mean like the thing is, is that i get a little bugged by it sometimes is that sometimes and i apologize i don't mean to sound like an asshole but sometimes fans get a little too comfortable and they feel like it's that they they should object their idea and you should follow it and that's when it's like can i just like in a way you came here to watch me for a reason because you know like you like my art or whatever you're talking about and live then, stream then right yeah yeah like live stream or like other things you know like even online um like where i'll put up a picture and then someone will be like okay cool but can you do more of this one and it's like oh, dude like i just put my all into that <laughs> like, and that's yeah. a comment or the oh it looks like this it's like ah, that's my worst i feel bad for any concept artist that has to go through that because it's like when you get really into a painting and like 
you've been like decking it out and trying to do this and that and you're like i got something cool and then someone tells you something that you've never even heard of before and you're like what and it does look like it <laughs> it's just like kill, just kills you and just yeah. doesn't make you want to work on the painting anymore well, there's no real new ideas in this world, I think, in this universe anymore, especially nowadays how oversaturated information is. Like, there are little bits here and there, but in the general... It's just like... Thing, if you really think, like, an original idea exists, like, there, it's not really there, I think, you know? Like, original ideas don't really... Like, they're spawns and, and, and they're regurgitations of other people's uh, adaptations of other people's interpretations, basically. Like, there's no... Like, when I first, like... Like, I love The Matrix, and I first watched The Matrix and I, as a kid. And then, like, uh, I started reading that book, uh, Neuromancer, um, and I was like, uh, all right, this is the Matrix, but it was made way before, and there's a there's quite a few other stories and, and other things that, so it, what I'm getting at here is, like, is, is I thought that that was original, and not that it gets bad, it's, like, it's a big mix of, like, Ghost in the Shell and a lot of things from Ghost in the Shell, a lot of shots, um, yeah. actually shot, like, verbatim shots, but that just shows me that, like, they really they love. Fans it. Of it. They're they're fans of it, and they wanted to bring it to film. Like, dude, that's awesome, you know. Like, and I love the Matrix. I think that's a fun. Like, that's a crazy story oh, a concept. It's so cool that they made it, and but, I love like, they did they're... it in, like in their own style, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and cheers to them. That's so cool, man. Like so the cool. way I see this, kind of like it's like a cover, <laughs> like you know, of a band. Yeah. It's like you yeah. know, like, you're just you're just showing your story and your way. I mean, there's only what? How many stories are there? Like eight or something? Yeah, um, I, th I think there's only like eight types of stories that you can tell that everyone is like related to in some way. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, all a, like... there's a certain spectrum, you know, of entertain yeah. of entertainment on that level. You know, that's why I think yeah. a lot of people are saying like Hollywood's out of ideas. I don't, I'm not sure if I subscribe to that necessarily. I think it's just the way that those, these ideas are served, basically. I think you know, like that's my opinion, though. No, I don't think Hollywood's out of ideas. I think they just have a fascination with superheroes right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. It was zombies, and then you know. Oh yeah, now it's superheroes, heroes. and, and like... it's gonna go through its flux. And my my brother, I talked to my brother about this, and he's like, you know what, you know, the new generation needs their crappy films too, you know. And I was like, you know, yeah. that's right, you know, it's true because, like, I think I was, I've been really thinking about that a lot, and doing a lot of studying on myself internally about like nostalgia and what that actually does, because I think it blinds people really heavily because. Like I watched like the old Total Recall, the old Robocop, and then I would like there. I remember like when I was a kid watching it. It takes me back to when I was a kid. But then like I watch films now, and the ones that I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's like, dude, it's just it's just pretty pretty close in a lot of ways. You know, it's just yeah. the nostalgia. It's the same cheese, yeah. Yeah, so okay. that's that's the thing to remember too. And the kids that are going to see like these Avengers films and stuff like that, like, they're going there as a kid, and they're, that's probably like the most amazing experience, you know? Like, I know. You it feels tell. like we're always trying to go after that. Doesn't it feel like we're always like trying to go after that first, like kiss, basically? You know, like the first time Star Wars comes up, and then the Death Star, like, or the oh, Star Destroyer comes over you, and you're just like you're fully in that world, like. You can only have a first experience one time, and that the the idea of the romanticism of nostalgia really, I think, can really um, kind of ruin things, you know, in a way, you know, it's it's I don't know how I don't know where I'm getting at here, but who who do you mean ruin for who? No, it, it, for me personally, like you know, like I think oh. I think it's like like I said, like you only have the you only have one first in, in, uh, experience, right? You can never have it again. It'll never be the same. Yeah. It'll, it's yeah, that's the but like young kids that you know that would see some you know, that would see the fucking the the Avengers for the first time. That's a new experience, you know. Even though it goes off with some ripped off idea, right? You know, but it's yeah, like man. a new. Ex it's it's all relative, though. You know, it's for 
I don't know. Maybe we're not even talking about the same thing, are no, we? No, no. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's just um, what I'm getting at is there's. It's the just that we're lost right now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, there's a power of nostalgia, and I think everybody's trying to go back. Yeah. Like Anthony and I will talk about this. Everybody's trying to go back to that original, like that first kiss. You know, like that first time we saw Darth Vader and all these things. And like I always bring it up a lot. Like there will never be a better design, like uh, Ralph McQuarrie for Star Wars. Like, I mean, Star Wars is a bit like is so important because of him. Like it's so special because of him. Like. Like oh Boba Fett's helmet, like all these yeah. things, like there's such iconic things, and that, like, it's hard to explain. For for me, it's like I think about this all the time, and I'm trying to come out into like the lowest denominator. Like I'm trying to find the source of like why I'm so curious about this all the time, and I think a lot of it is like you only get that first um, impression one time, and, and you only get to be, be wowed so hard that one first time. Like I still watch movies, and some movies I love. Like I just rewatched uh, Stand by Me. And I still love that film, and it's so cool to go back and visit all these films that I grew up as a kid. But what I'm getting at is, it's scary to to judge your decisions off things of nostalgia because I think you you blind yourself to the idea that no, this isn't as special as it as this one. They're the same thing. It's just I I experienced that first, you know. Yeah. It, kids nowadays growing up that have never seen like you know some kids have never seen Star Wars and they watch Avengers, you know. And oh, so yeah. they have that. They maybe they go and they watch that and go like, "Damn, you know, like." And it's, it's, it's it does that same impactful thing. You know, I'm not sure. I don't know, but it's you know, that's just well, my. It does. I mean, it does for for. There's there's always going to be some new film that does that for a kid. Yeah, which is great. Which is yeah. this is wonderful, and that's what I love about us being able to do these things too. Is like for the future creative types and people that want to express themselves and have ideas in their own head and stuff like that. Danny, what do you think? Like, this is a big question, a big broad question, um, but it's a huge topic. Where do you think things are going? Because obviously things are changing. A guy like you, with how much power you have, coming from kind of a nowhere background, but then also having—I mean, most most guys that really kill it are the same kind of. I think like Walt Disney did had a similar kind of thing going on. Um, actually, Walt Disney had a, a lot of har- hardships. I think his father was really abusive and stuff. So it's a bit. You'd beat him, right? Yeah, you'd beat him okay. up and stuff like that. Like D- Disney hides a lot of that kind of stuff because obviously Disney doesn't want to have to, you know, doesn't want to be exposed or have those kind of things leak. But, um, but what do you think, Danny? Like, where, where, where's this stuff going? Like Kickstarter and the internet and and guys like you are so close to your fans and and that kind of shit. Like, what do you think is going to happen from all this kind of this this culmination and this new? I don't. I personally think that we're going to start to just see more creator-designed projects, and you know, like that's what I tried to do or strive to do with LMS, and that's why I always tell people like, make your own IP, make your own book. Like otherwise, we're going to keep seeing the same stuff from Hollywood over and over again. Yeah. So you know, I think it's really important for us to embrace that, and you know, go out there and make new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Support it. Yeah. It's. Exactly. I mean, I always tell you, I'm like, when are you going to make your own book, dude? <laughs> dude i gotta find that i gotta find i i have a lot of things in my head but no it's true and i and i think uh i think i might not you know it'll be more or less like i'll be creating stuff i create a lot of things uh with anthony 
because we're going to be doing the movies and all that kind of stuff. And I, and a lot of the times it's just like, it's so much fun just sitting there and creating your own stuff and analyzing things and taking bits and pieces from things that you love and, in, and combining them into a really fun story and stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah, in, sure. it's, it's, it's in the mix. It's, 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 it's every day. It's a part of it, you know, like it, it's not, it's not like it just like get up and switch to switch and it's like, it's done, you know, some, some stuff is like that, obviously, as you can tell with the, all your paintings that you're doing now, but yeah, absolutely. And I, and I couldn't agree with you more about like how everything is going to, I think that there's going to be, there's going to be a little bit more, I don't know how to explain it. There's going to be the, the idea of a celebrity is going to kind of diminish a bit because it's going to be oversaturated. I think, you know, it already yeah. is with the internet. It's just like everybody becomes a celebrity. You're all taking pictures of yourself and blah, blah, blah. And that, yeah. that diminishes the, the beauty of what a celebrity is and all that kind of stuff. But that's what Danny was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more that a lot of people uh, interpret themselves and their lives as being celebrities. You're selling yourself as a product, you know. But then uh, I think that there are also um, there are also um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about it. Let me ask. Let me ask Dan something about getting ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. For example, if you have an idea, any kind of idea. The, how do you obviously you don't keep you don't keep it in your head do you jot it down somewhere oh, yeah. if you can't my email is a mess of just a lot of ips that i've been working on i think right now i'm steadily working on uh well right now i'm working on redemption which is my big sci-fi book that i'm doing next and then after mm -hmm. our and then right now i'm working on the pop culture series but then i have like maybe 12 other ideas that are all the same size as LMS, like huge. I have Where Gods Die, which is a huge fantasy. I have Laced, which is my cyberpunk story. I have uh, Slasher, which is my horror, trying to switch up the horror genre. Um, you know, like I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on. So I'm always trying to stay busy. I can't help it. It's just, that's what I try to take advantage of with the ADD is that, you know, like I'm constantly thinking of new ideas and what I could do here or there. And I'm like, you know, instead of just keeping it inside, I might as well write it and try to sell it one day. Do you use like Evernote or something like that? Uh, to no. Do you no, just I, use basic notepads and stuff? Uh, just email and text I'm messages. Just, you know, just no, I should. Right. Yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah just self-help well, stuff. Yeah, definitely. You, if, if, if you want to keep your ideas organized, uh, you should use Evernote. You can actually write it down and you can sync it like to a cloud and you can actually access it from any if you don't even have your laptop i don't know you probably even know what it's about but i'm trying to explain it but yeah <laughs> actually yeah people um no, if you do it one hey let's, let's stop this podcast and do it step by step everybody <laughs> i'm just messing with you no it's but, ever know it's actually really good i just i actually haven't even gotten a chance to use it properly yet either you should you should it's really great um I just want to ask you about using the ADD examples. Do you jump around? Like, I mean, you, you're working on a book, and uh, then like you stop, and then you go to your other idea. You start yeah, work on that. Um, like, like, I have a really fucked up schedule in my head too. Like in my head, I know that I'm gonna start working on Redemption again after Comic Con, and you know, so right now I'm not even focusing on that at all. And you know, but then in my head, I also know that I want a deadline of July to finish this pop culture series and then make a book out of it. So it's like, you know, I'm always trying to pre-plan. I don't really have a schedule that I like look at and go through, but you know, that's as much as I really do. You just have a basic, you kind of have a basic deadline for a one yeah. particular project, but then in the midst of doing that project, you jump around to the other ones, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
And would you recommend that people right that, that or is just more of a uh, it's more? No, it's I would rec- I mean, you know, it's whatever really the people works feel comfortable, yeah. You know, like, I feel comfortable with it, you know, I'm fine. I'm sloppy as hell. I mean, if anyone's seen my live streams, you can see by my, uh, by my layers. But, um, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you just, just do it, just, you just do it. Yeah, it's just the way you work. Just whatever. There's something that... Whatever works, yeah, it's like different strokes for different folks yeah. there's something that john john lassiter the guy that um helped fund and originate uh, pixar said in in a movie that i want to recommend to everybody always i always watch this probably like every couple months it's the pixar story uh, he yeah. says this he says this one thing he says a lot of great things in there obviously it's a lot of things are written notes from but he says um you can't force good ideas but you can cultivate a, an environment to to, to create them and yeah. I think that what you're getting at, Danny, is like, I'm not talking about like a creative space, a studio or whatever. I'm talking about in your head, your process, your system, the way that you do things is your creative space. Like you're cultivating that and you're kind of using it to kind of uh, keep yourself going creatively and, and, and dyna- keeping your dynamics going. And I think Pixar is a huge inspiration for yourself and, and, and myself as well, um, because I feel like they're one of those companies still today that can really hold their weight with everything. And I, um, I don't know where I'm getting at with this, but everybody, if any, anybody that hasn't seen that film, it's on Netflix too. If you have Netflix, I think you can stream it off of there. But it's, yeah. it's a phenomenal, Amazing. it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, if you want to watch something that's gonna really, uh, just amaze you, it's, it's, it's about you know a, a guy like Danny who's really obsessed with the, what he does. And he has worlds in his head, and he, and he has a really strong aspiration to do things. And he started at Disney, and then, you know, you met Steve Jobs and all this stuff. You know, it's just, you know computer guys and all that stuff, and created pixar from all this stuff and it's really inspiring to anybody that has any kind of doubt within themselves to create it's it's proof it's proof of concept basically that you can just do whatever you want if you just have the passion for it it's just yeah it's just all effort and perseverance and that's why i tell everyone is that like if you really want it make it happen you know there's no reason why you shouldn't allow it to happen and that's what i said i told everyone i'm gonna make a book and i'm gonna make a book and i made a book so you know like that's that's really what it is that's a big thing to say that though, to make a book. I mean, I, I mean, that's a lot of people and myself included. That's like a, you know, a dream to create something that, that massive, you know, but it, the actual. But it's like, why can I do it? But no one, you know, else can. It's like, I went. What one man can do, another can do. Oh, yeah. There you go. yeah. <laughs> that's from The Edge. That's like, <laughs> the Edge, David Mamet. I love that. Have you seen The Edge, Danny? I have. With that like Anthony, Anthony Apple. Remember when Anthony Hopkins hypes up uh, Baldwin? When, when Baldwin is like so negative that, you know, the bear is fucking stalking them and it's raining and they're like in the middle of the fucking forest lost in Alaska. He's like, we, we're stalking us and shit. And like Anthony Hopkins is like, do you want to die here? Huh? Is that it? Do you want to die here, Bob? And they said, say it, say it with me. I'm going to kill the bear. I'm going to kill the bear. And he's, he hypes up Baldwin to say it. It's like, what one man can do, another can do. <laughs> one man can do, another can do. What one man can do, another can do. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to kill the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's the point. That's yeah. the fucking root. Yeah. Go for it. You're going to fucking do it. Goddamn do it. That's it. It goes as an example for everything else in life. It doesn't have to be just art. Anything in fucking life. You like that girl? Fucking go talk to her. You yeah. know what I mean? It's shit like that. You know, otherwise, you know, it's understand never going to and rewire themselves. Yeah. Or yeah. there's always going to be that doubt of what if or something like that. And look at you, Danny. You yeah. Made your own uh, IP or intellectual property, and uh, now you're having a fucking movie made. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just shit like, like that. And like I tell people all the time, I was like, I didn't go to school. I mean, college. You know, like I didn't have anyone backing me really. It's like I just had. I mean, other than Stefan when he could, 
But I was like, other than that, it was just, it's really about me doing it. You know, no one else is going to make that book but me. So exactly. you also, yeah. you also try to surround yourself with, um, nowadays too, you also try to, to be cautious of sell, surround yourself with the right positive people now, right? Striving people. Oh yeah. No, I mean, like, you guys I think... came down to San Diego when you all went out. That was so much fun. It was like, it was cool to be in that kind of space, you know, that element. It was a fun, like, it's just, it's important. I think for anybody that's out there that doesn't necessarily have, um, friends or people that they can relate to on these kind of things do yourself a favor and try to reach out to people even if it's just on the computer or digitally um do yourself a favor it's going to really help you i think it'll help you understand that you're not alone and it'll help you in those really hard times where you're doubting yourself and then you can kind of get pull yourself out of those those dark times and you kind of push yourself into um focusing on what you're what you're aiming for you know that's what i really think of as pixar as a company too is like it's a great I mean, I, I haven't been there. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass here, but and I can't wait. Hopefully, one of these days I can go there. But um, I actually did. I went. Take a tour. No, I actually. No, it's funny. <laughs> is I actually went up. I was uh, really close. My brother used to live uh, in Alameda, which is really close to the city. And I went over to Pixar, but I, I obviously couldn't go in there, so I took a picture out front of it, like a big noob. Door. <laughs> and I was like, yeah! <laughs> Schoolboy outfit. <laughs> it's short shorts. But what I'm getting at is like, it's important to surround yourself around the right people. You know, when yeah. like Ben Affleck and all those, like, bring those up, like if, if they were around people that just doubted them all day, a lot of people will just sit there and doubt you because they themselves they're, have they're scared. Same, they have that same dream, but they don't have yeah. the balls to do it. And I feel bad for those people. And, you know, when you eventually um, master the understanding of how to get there, you'll eventually carry those people and help them through their uh, own shortcomings. Because anybody that, that doubts you or just like, oh, what's that? Or I don't get that or whatever, like, or that's stupid or whatever. It's like, well, you obviously don't get it. And even if it is stupid, like, I'm going to keep going. Um, and, yeah, and like, like, that's the thing is that, you know, I don't expect everyone to like my stuff. That's totally cool. But it's like, does that mean you have to diss me as a person as well? Well, that's, like, yeah, that's it's a, like, that's... we could have been, it's like, we could be friends, you know, like, you don't even know that you could be someone exactly. that, like, you know, and like, I've always told every artist, like, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to, you know, show them what I had to go through and this and that. So yeah, when people like just take it to the all levels and they're just like, fuck up on everything. It's like, okay, sorry that I upset you. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about, you know, when you you said your stepmom would take you to your room and, and uh, tell you your dad thought yeah. you were a mistake. And, like, you were doubting yourself and stuff. How would you get out of it? Just basically draw? Or um, did you have maybe some other people in your life? I mean, I had, yeah, I mean, I, like, I had a lot of amazing friends, you know, and people that I would talk to. I, had a, I surrounded myself with creative friends that were into movies and like to draw and make stuff. Um, so, you know, like that would help, but mostly, I don't know. I just, just put up with it <laughs> just was like, you know, like just be gone one day. So you better. Yeah. And, um, you know, it taught me about patience. Uh, but I never really believed what she said. Like, you know, like I took it in and I was like, all right, whatever. But then I moved on from it. You know, I went through counseling that didn't really do much. I would, in a way, use counseling just to make my dad buy me video games so we could get quote unquote closer. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, you know. But uh, just drawing would always be something that relieves stress. You know, like whether it was girls, whether it was just it not feeling good though. about myself. Yeah, no, it also it's a two-way it. street. Do you think that you'll ever find a nice balance with yourself? Like when you're able to get the family thing going and 
Do you think yet you will ever find that? Or do you feel like that's something that you just might not have that kind of lifestyle or you don't know if you really care for it, you know? Like, do you think that's something that is in, in your horizon eventually? Or what do you think of that? Um, I mean, I definitely want kids. You know, like I would love to have a little boy and a little girl. I've always told people that my dream is to one day be able to take my kids to set and like show them everything, and, like scare them with all the creature stuff and bring their friends. Like, that'd be <laughs> yeah. amazing. Who are your inspirations actually when you talk about creatures and stuff in science fiction worlds? And um, any big ones or any? Yeah. Whatever, uh, any kind? The reason why I got into all of this was really, I mean, I've always been into sci-fi stuff as a kid, don't get me wrong, but it was Richard Taylor from Weta that really made me want to do what I do. And, um, you know, like I remember when I first saw the Lord of the Rings DVDs, the uh, extended editions, I watched the making of. And I was super impressed by all of the people at Weta and everything that they did. And I was like, I want to be like them. Like, I want to be part of that crew. And I would tell Stefan all the time, you know, you know, you like, you got to make me get in there. Like, you got to do something. I'm sure you know somebody. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, that'd be awesome. But what if they work for you one day? And then from that point on, like, I looked at my, those inspirations like that. But instead of wanting to work for them, I wanted to be them. So, you know, like people like Ralph McQuarrie. Set a goal for yourself. Yeah, yeah. like Ralph McQuarrie, Richard Taylor, Peter Jackson, Spielberg, Lucas, you know, Brad Bird, a lot of the people. Cameron. Concerned. Yeah, Cameron. Well, you know, <laughs> hopefully I'm not as crazy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like just I wanted to, uh, I wanted to live up to those people and not just be known as just an artist. I wanted to be like someone that, you know, inspired people or had a workshop, you know, could have the place and, of my own. So you said, was that kind of leverage that you had over yourself, you know, that I got to work like a hundred times more harder at this because I want this so bad. Yeah. You know, like it really inspired me to do that. So, you know, like I don't, I don't know. I've always had the same ethic. Like, again, it's just my dad. <laughs> I really have to work. <laughs> well, your dad, there your you dad go. was saying, your dad said something to you that I remember you telling me that I thought was, it was, it was scary, but at the same time, I get it why you said it and I understand it. And actually it's it's that fear-induced success kind of thing but he said i don't know forgive me if i get it wrong but he said every time that you are not working hard somebody else more hungry than you is working just as hard to get you there and beat you at it i guess or something. yeah is that kind that of, every day every day yeah. that you're not working at your craft someone that wants it more is catching up with you yeah it's true it's it, it's just like I mean, your, your dad obviously loves you in a very unique way, which is rad. He has his own way of, like, he's putting a lot. It seems like maybe he's putting I think he security. Saw, I think he saw what he saw in himself. And in a way, it was his way of, like, trying to support me. But also, his love for me as a father crept in, too. And he was like, I don't want you to fail. So, yeah. like, he didn't, I don't think he really knew how to express it. But what he did, like, he created a monster in a way. You know, like, yeah. you know, like he made me want to be something of the impossible. And I was like, you know, with all that doubt and all that, you know, like you got to do this and that. And like, it's going to be so hard for you. It just made me want to be the best. And like, that's why I work every single day. Like, I really can't think of a day where I don't draw. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'm always working. I'm always trying to create. I, you know, like I said, you know, I've lost people because of it because I've grown obsessive. But I don't know. It makes me happy. 
So yeah. it makes you happy now and, too. And, and who knows what's going to happen with it all. Like there's a lot of people that I think it's important, I think, to find that balance, you know, and, and there'll be a time in your life where I think you might realize, and I'm not sure, maybe you won't, maybe you don't care. Maybe this is this the way it is, but maybe there's a moment you're going to be like, you know what? Like I need a break from this. Like I love it so much, but I want to find, you know, like, you know, like you talk about, like making a, like having a family is actually pretty easy to do, but having a family that you care about and actually set sacrifice and put a lot of time and effort in because that's all kids need kids just need time and, and your love you know and that's a whole nother dynamic yeah you know like i think uh i think alistair wilson needs time dude alistair you better get on this podcast <laughs> you better definitely and uh <laughs> Dan Luvisi will fucking encourage you too yeah. because look at that. I, I came on here, but but you haven't. I have a character named Alistair and all this. Don't make kill him off. Dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, an, it's an inside joke on the podcast, so sorry. We... <laughs> no, don't apologize. Okay. I'm not <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Alistair, you better get on this thing. Nobody's sorry, yeah, yeah. you know this this freaking guy. Or yeah. Or uh, okay, continue, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't know what I was talking about. My dad. You know, like yeah, you you are bits and pieces. It's like you know, like it's weird, and maybe it's kind of an odd thing for me to consider or think about. But a lot, a lot of times, as a child, you're you're programmed and your programming comes from your parents most of the time in your environment and for the most part of your beginning of your life depending on where you are and how you how you've been risen like you're 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 around your social family you're you, that's your social group and so you got little bits and pieces from them you know like my mom was a very talented person and very ambitious and very outgoing and i and i pulled a lot from that you know and my brother was a very you still keep in touch with you still keep in touch with your mom and your brother mostly right like... i don't talk to them too much you know um not too much my mom is a very ambiguous person she's just always like either living in mexico or doing something random and i have like a <laughs> like g-monk like g-monk's like the same same kind of mom similar mom so yeah like they should get together and have kumbaya or something what the hell but <laughs> but, it, but i but getting back to it, it's like i think a lot of it's like it's we we stem a lot from our own social and that and, and to go back into a bigger idea is i think that um why we draw like the negative stuff or the violent stuff and we're not negative we're not negative or violent it's just like that's our environment as creative visual thinking people like sometimes that's like the way to go or the mood or it's just like something that a lot of times uh i think it was said i can't remember the study but like we take in almost everything we capture almost everything with our mind because our eye can see everything like our eyes take in everything like big visual pictures of everything but we can we can only process our mind can only process so much but we there's like it's the store yeah exactly and so if you think of yourself and that's kind of like people might not agree with me on that but i mean we create computers computers are basically like a mirror of ourselves a lot of think about it and the internet itself is like a, is this, you know, a big ocean of subconscious, like conscious thoughts all around. And it's this big organism, I think, you know, but getting back to the idea that we're, we come from everything else that were around us. It's like, Dan is like, what the fuck is that talking about? Let me draw this shit. I don't shit. even draw <laughs> <think. Where> from? <laughs> no, I mean. Okay, I'm going off the deep. See, this is what this shit goes on in my head every day, long all the time, trying to figure out the answers to things that. 
You know, oh, man. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book by Carl Sagan right now. I think Dragons of Eden right now. It's like about the origins, his his hypothesis of the origins of the human species, and it's bad. It's so interesting. Like and shit like that inspires me more than anything usually. Like I can sit there and, and gawk at like visual shit and nerd out about it, but like stuff that's all like totally left field to me is is very inspiring. Do you do you find that as well for you, Danny? Do you do you try to do a, make it a point to kind of go like to another spectrum and pull reference and inspiration from things like that science on um, you are you more like i find like, myself like to struggle when i try to force it i usually just allow it to come naturally like for example uh national geographic i found out the story the other day it had to do with um not the other day i'm sorry it was like months ago uh it had to do with elephant tusks and <laughs> how people are hunting them poaching them and selling them and from there like i started i read the article in the store and then after i was done i was like Dude, that gives me an idea for redemption and then you know like i took it home and it's like you know like some stuff like that just comes naturally where it's like you're not even expecting it and then you read one little thing that catches your eye and it's like now it's a huge plot point yeah oh, oh yeah, cool. yeah this is like that quote i i mentioned before about with the uh, jim jarmusch you know he talks about inspiration is how you should just pretty much eat up everything you see in your environment like using articles using anything, anything. yeah and that, that's funny like inspiration works in on that level that's that, that's how it works pretty much. you read something it gives you another idea absolutely yeah, for sure. In interesting yeah i mean that's what that's what's cool about it right that's what i'm getting at here is that you take everything from everything around you and what you surround yourself with is what you get out of it you know and like a lot of things I'm, i've said it many times already but like if you're listening here danny's put a lot into the, his own universe he's put a lot into of effort and energy into his own things and that way the world responds to it, you know? Like if he just sat around and said all day, you know, I'm gonna make this book and blah, blah, and never fucking owned up to it. We'd just go and yeah, bullshit, dude. You know, like, you know, like well, you're that's actually- that's what a lot of people think. They don't seem to realize that. Like, you know, like yeah, some... well, that's the generation of now though. That's, you know, if yeah. you think about it, that's our generation of like, we instantly think everything is so turnkey and easy because the internet oh, yeah, like, gives it to us so fast, you know? Like when sometimes when I tell people this story, they're always like, oh wow, you had to go through all of that? And I was like, yeah, that's just you explaining the story. Yeah, that's you just explaining the story in like, you know, a, a 30 minutes or whatever. Along. Oh, yeah, I think a lot of hours about yeah, what really happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like when people watch a, watch a two-hour movie, you know, that's all they see, but they don't realize there's like two years of fucking work no, in that. Same that. with the book, you know? The, yeah, like even Ender's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ender's Game. No. Ender's Game's taken 10 years to get made. I think John Carter was like, was it like did uh ian mckay say it was like 100 years to, to, to make oh, that yeah. yeah, they yeah, trying yeah. to get made for 100 years and stuff like that so and look what happened it got made but it's like you know that's just it is what it is you know so no uh, but i mean as far as well yeah th th that's true that's that's a kind of like a, but i mean as far as the actual production and stuff you know like writing a book you know fucking takes years and you know, you know there's like drawings. a lot of stress that goes into that and exactly yeah. and people don't get that they only get the experience of something oh yeah so like, it takes people, so much work some people take it for granted with me sometimes exactly. they're like you know like they just believe like oh yeah you just did this and then got lucky and it's like no dude i had to fight yeah it's not luck it yeah. is not fucking luck you made your luck yeah. it's like luck is the residue of good design i love that fucking quote yeah 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 that's it, you know, and I think a lot of times too, I hear I hear that a lot from people that don't necessarily cha chase their dreams or can own up to them. They 
they like, oh, maybe if I get lucky, and I'm like, that's bullshit, you know, like, I'm here yeah. to tell you, like, if that's what you're, if you tell yourself, like, you're gonna get it out of luck or something like that, I'm gonna tell Where's you. Where's the fun in that, even? Yeah, yeah. Like, you just want to get it by chance, not because yeah, you earned it? Yeah, come on, yeah. you know, like, when you wake up in the day, when you wake up in the morning, you need to understand that you're on borrowed time. And you yeah. gotta, you gotta earn that day. You know, that's the way I look at it. You know, like whatever. That's just how I see it. But when I see people that are saying, "Oh, like maybe someday," or "I wish I was lucky," like you or some, I'm like, dude, that's yeah, more of an day, insult. That's an insult to me, if for anything, because it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like this. Well, like takes some people have even said that to me. Like you know, like someone was like, uh, "You're so lucky for everything that's happened with LMS," and I was like, you oh. know, like I, I get what you're saying, but it's like it's not luck. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Any, any, like, a, and, and a lot of people say it's, I, it's, it's starting drawing from like yeah. four years. Yeah, old. and I've been drawing since <laughs> I was the same age. But I think a lot of the time, I think it's like a lot of people say that I've heard that a lot, and I'm, and I, and I have to explain to them like, no, that's not it. Like, it takes so much effort and work. Like, and if you think that, it's more of an insult than anything because it's like yeah. you're saying, you're saying to me that all my hard work was just luck, and it's not. Yeah. And, and I always tell everybody, and a, lot of, a lot of people subscribe to that, but I always feel that anybody can draw. Just like uh, ratatouille, anybody can cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pixar. No, but I mean seriously, if you want to draw, yeah. you're gonna suck. You're gonna suck. Everything you do in the first part, you do it. And if you're really good at something the first time you do it, I feel kind of bad for you to be honest, because you're not gonna really understand how hard it is to do something that takes that effort. I think there's certain people that are kind of in tune to be good at art or have talent or whatever, but I. I feel that innate talent yeah, yeah yeah innate talent exactly but I don't know a lot of people this I, I'm on the fence about it all the time because a, a lot of people say like oh you're talented and I'm not this and that and, I, and I'm gonna get on I'm gonna kind of harp on this for a little bit here but I don't really agree with that because I think that if you really want something you just have to sit there and do it you know like uh Iggy, you bring no, up your, they, your man crush are, Chris Cunningham. It, I bet that guy just works his ass off. Like, if you, if you ever <laughs> asked him, like, I don't know if we could ever get a chance to talk to him, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you that he is just a very, very hardworking person. And maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. I'm just, I don't know. You're not talking out of your ass. The thing is, what you're saying is pretty much what it, what it is. It's just doing the work. The uh, 10,000 hour rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. And so I'm just I'm trying to get out people that might have a little bit of doubt in themselves or are hitting the wall and are not really seeing it. I want you to see Danny's story. I want you to see all the success. I want you to see that. And if you have doubt in yourself, just like, you put that to the side and focus on your work. You would be uh, it's unbelievable how much a negative thought and negative energy takes away from your actual attention and, and you're actually trying to get something done. It'll destroy you before you even get to go. You know, like the dealing with stress itself. You know, like Danny, I'm sure you deal with that. A lot is, you know, especially because you're self-propelled. You don't work for a company. You don't have all these different things. You know, like it's hard for you to figure out how to, you know, get your stuff taken care of. But you, this is your choice. Like you made the choice. You know, like that's your yeah. choice to do it. You know, and it's it's uh, it's 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 important just to put in the work. You know, like and I really feel that. Like I said, I feel like anybody can draw in one sense or the other. Like not to talk shit, but a lot of people, like when I graduated or. When I'd meet a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, I'm like, hey, what are you doing in school? Or what are you doing? Oh, I'm a designer. And I would hear that for nine out of 10 people I'd meet, I'm a designer. And a lot of times uh, there's great designers and I'm not trying to talk crap here, but not every, like, I feel like a lot of people use the thing that I'm a designer. They, it's almost like 
I wasn't, I didn't follow my heart as being like an illustrator or an artist. And I did the same thing. I, I, I wanted growing up, I wanted nothing more, but then to be a comic artist and illustrator for comics or anything like in that realm. And I realized that I, it took a lot more work and effort than I could probably put into it. And then I, I decided to fall into doing design and stuff like that and put my inspiration back in that. Now I'm visiting myself again as a, ki a kid and what I loved and drawing again and I'm finding, falling in love with it again. But it, a lot of it, I think it comes from, um, you just really have to want it. You have to really focus on it and be dedicated to getting it done, you know, and, and focus on your dreams and, and your aspirations because it will happen, you know. At least yeah, that's sure. my intention, you know, so. Here's here's what I will add to that. I think that also people shouldn't be, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people. Like for example, people listening to this, like they're like, oh, you know, I want to be like Ash or I want to be like G Monk or like Dan. You know, you shouldn't. Everybody has their own path. Yeah, That's yeah. what's important to realize. You should not compare yourself. You can look up to them, but you shouldn't compare yourself. Yeah, no, that's you should never shoot yourself, yourself in the foot. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard should. not to compare yourself to your heroes, you know, especially if you really spend a lot of time analyzing the way that they got successful in their formula. But it, the the thing that you should take away from all these kind of things is the general idea that hey, I didn't give up. Hey, these people said I couldn't do it. I did it anyways. You know, like those kind of things. Those, those to me are the really key ingredients to doing it. And like just throwing yourself out there and being open to it. Like G Monk was saying, like. You know, like once he realized, he said he had a regression in himself creatively once he he closed himself out to the world. But once he opened himself out and exposed himself to people, then he was able to, to get all these people that that got attention from, from his work that he was able to thrive and build off this and build things larger and stuff like that. So, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there, even if you're not the best. And nobody is ever the best, you know. There's that, yeah. um, I think I might have sent it to the both of you, but... Uh, Man, Sean Barber is a painter. He does these really beautiful paintings, like tattoo portraits and stuff like that. On his page, there's this fact area, FAQ. It's like questions and, and, all, this, and all this stuff. And uh, he's got this saying, he basically says, it's really a humbling uh, like statement from him. He's got a nice like couple paragraphs, it's amazing. But he basically says, like, if you think you're great, like you gotta be humbled because there's a million other artists out there that are better than you. And then, and then you gotta think about the time that humans have been creating and and you got to understand that like there is a million people better than you in the past so you know your yeah. place understand that be humbled by that never think that you're the best and then always be hungry for it like strive for it try to find that balance you know like try to find um what makes you happy and, and going for those things chasing your dreams you know and that's what i think that you are a good example of danny it's like you've chased your dream You've, uh, you're a living uh, example of it, you know, of a modern day person that's really trying to push themselves and their ideas, you know, like not a lot of people can say they made a book, you know, that's a pretty phenomenal thing. You're going to be at Comic-Con and it's going to be awesome, dude. It's like, that's, you got a comic book coming off and movies, you know, it's like, I mean, isn't this somebody, this is like most people, if you ask them if they would want to have this dream, they would say, hell yeah, you know? No, yeah. And I'm like, thank you. And, you know, it's, it's been a great experience, you know, like it's, it's cost a lot both real money. And, uh, and like I told, you know, said, I, you know, I harp on it now because it really hit me the other day where, you know, just, you can't let it take over, which I have, you know, I think I'm at a point now where I'm too late, you know, and unless it's going <laughs> to, it's going to, it's going to take something where, you know, it really you're, changes you're just me. The distraction. Yeah. You'll just see that distraction. Yeah, and you know, like, but I wouldn't change it. You know, like I am, I'm very happy with where I'm at. Good. You know, like I've always set a goal for myself 
by 25, I'll work on a movie. And by 25, like, I had my own. And it was like, you know, like, it's now I, and I tell Stefan, I was like, we always need to remember where we came from, and where we started, and how long it took us to get here, and how much work had to be done, and how much blood, sweat, and tears it took. And like, that's the thing is that I can tell you guys stories about this and that, but like, no one will ever really know what Stefan and I had to go through. Yeah. And well, like, you can share one of them. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, just like, you can share one of them if you want. I mean, that'd like, be cool, you know, actually. just like, you know, like, it sounds stupid, but it's true. Like, not having enough money to buy groceries and me having to depend on, am I going to feed my cats or am I going to feed myself? Or Stefan and I, like, you know, going through whatever change we had left. Stefan having to sell props of his that he never wanted to get rid of so he could put food on my plate. You know, like. That's just real like, shit. That's real shit. Yeah, you know, just like, you know, like, oh, just. Yeah. just having to ask friends and making sure I paid them back, you know, having to ask family, helping family once I get money, you know, just like all the little things that have to go into that. It just, there's so much more, just that mental stress they have to go through of, are people going to like this? Oh, they don't like it. Like, for example, like this sounds so dumb and I really shouldn't allow it to happen. But every time before I submit a picture to DeviantArt or Facebook, I get anxiety and it's like, I, you know, like, I don't care part of your it's formula, popping. though, isn't it? It's yeah. part of your yeah, formula, yeah. isn't it? The energy. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I don't care if it gets popular or not. I just want people to like it. And it's like, it's the thing, it's because of my dad. <laughs> it's yeah, like, you know, yeah. always trying you to impress. <laughs> yeah. Try to I wonder what's going to happen yeah. to you once you develop yourself past that fear. I'm curious, you know. I, I think I'm starting to get there. Like, I'm a lot better than how I was. And it's not like I cry if I don't like it. You know, no, like, no, don't like it's just... Yeah. yeah. No, but you never get Sensitive over that fear. You never, yeah. you never get over that. What's I don't know. His, um, never there is, no, 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 no. No, I'll tell oh, yeah? you because, uh, uh. for example, what's his name? Um, uh, this one of the actors, I, oh, I forgot his name. Um, but he still, he would, he would be, I think he was sixty or seventy years old, and he, 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 he was an actor, and uh, he would still get sick before every, every performance. Actually, no, this is from the uh, Stephen Pressfield's book um the war of art oh yeah and ash you should know that remember that story yeah yeah he would still get anxiety yeah. that's the thing it never goes away yeah. so it's 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 normal because you know you want people to you, you want some kind of value well acceptance yeah, acceptance you, know, you want to for accepted, what you're doing is right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah appreciation but yeah. it's not even yeah. that it's like you know like like when when and I'm not saying you guys mean it like that, but when I hear it like that, it's almost like a appreciate me for what I'm doing. It's not like that. No, it's no, just, yeah, I worded it differently. Yeah. Sometimes I do that. No, 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 no it's cool. I didn't no, mean that. Like, yeah. but yeah, I just don't want people does. to feel like, you know, like I just don't, <laughs> I just don't want people to be like, you know, people should love me. It's not like that. It's just more of a no, like, no, no, it's not. I, it's more of a. I just hope they like it. Like I hope they think it's yeah, cool because yeah. I'm pretty much like I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing it for them. Like as having a fan base, you know, you you have to serve them. And, you know, you have to keep them going. So, like, every new picture that I do, like, I try to make, make it, you know, cool and different and something that they can relate with. And, like, I just hope that gets across. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. That's totally cool. Yeah. Not, like, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. not everybody's going to like what you make, you know. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be sure. cool. That, and that's, that's, that's just normal. Have you have you listened to or read The Art of War? Uh, no, I have not, actually. Uh, you got to get that, dude. No, not The Art. The oh, War of Art, sorry. The war, the war oh, okay. <laughs> no, I haven't read that either. No, okay, yeah, you should really uh, that Steve, Steve Dropbox. Yeah, I gotta get you to that somehow. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah, you should definitely. Um, I think it would really help you actually. Like, not like you need help, but I think it would really like 
I think it would be an interesting thing for you to hear what this guy's perception of things. Like his whole perception, I thought was cool. And if anybody that's Actually, listening it's to this, for anyone. Yeah, yeah, people that, yeah, exactly. I think anybody that's listening Thank to this and doesn't know this or haven't heard it, like you should do yourself a favor and check it out. I mean, if either, if even if you don't like it, um, uh, agree with everything he says, I don't agree with everything he says. But at the same time, I do appreciate yeah. that he's put the effort out to do it. But his whole perception of things is that like, not everything is meant to, um, like. When, like you know the whole thing like the saying I used to believe into it I just, and I still do is like when you're doing something right you're like it's effortless and it's like it with ease but his whole thing is like that's the opposite of his whole perception like the like it's all about putting in that hard work and that's when you get the most benefit out of it I, I, the way the theme that I got out of it is that too many people resist the work which they're supposed to be doing like if he, when he said if you're an artist are you an artist who doesn't draw are you a writer who doesn't write you know then this is the book for you and i've felt that so many times too yeah it's just that art the idea of resistance but you should check it out and anybody that's listening you should really check it yeah. out like we i think it's also important for this podcast too to, to broadcast out like things that um that are that we really enjoy and our guests enjoy as well for anybody that's curious and are hungry for knowledge even whether it's good or bad whether you agree with it or not it's still uh, food for thought you know so danny do you have any uh like books and anything that like kind of really helped spawn like or change you or i mean i know you talked a little bit about like the lower little rings things that you've been really recommending me to watch that and i still haven't had a chance i think i bought them oh yeah like, i think it. it's like Send 20 it? hours or something Dude, watch it just watch it while you work i promise you like, no i know it. Well, that seven hours of Star Wars on YouTube is just, was phenomenal. It took me like two weeks to get through it all properly. That's awesome, but like this is better in my opinion. Damn. Like it's just like there you, dude. Like <laughs> it's a two-hour tour of what a workshop. Like, yeah. You know, just seeing all the guys working on stuff and how nice they are, and just they go through all the storytelling of how they translated the books to the movies and what they had to change, why they changed it. Like all the filming on the set, interviews with all the crew, stories, like just, it's everything you could ask for. Yeah. Like by the time you're done, you feel like you're on set. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's what I was like, out. dude, you gotta watch it. Yeah. You mentioned that you listen to commentaries too. You wanna share some of your favorite ones? Um, as you like. I listen to The Incredibles at least once a month. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah, what other? Commentaries that I listen to. Hold on, I'm going through my movies right now. I listen to a lot of the J.J. Abrams ones just because he seems like a cool guy. And yeah, he seems he does. down to earth. Um, he just seems nice. He doesn't seem like a jerk off. Um, Francis Ford Coppola's commentaries. I just watched Apocalypse Now the other day. Oh, that's oh, so nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish like Spielberg and Tarantino did them, but they don't. Um, I watch all the Pixar. They do. They do. I've I actually heard the one on Indiana Jones like pretty recently. It was oh, awesome. Really? Indiana Jones has a. I used to. It, it doesn't have a commentary. Dude, I it? found it on the internet. I'll, I'll send you guys links to it. No, no, no. But who's talking on it? I'm, it's is it, like. Is it just clips from the making of? Like, maybe that could be that. That because there, there, there hasn't. Been, no. Yeah, well, there hasn't must been be something in like a, interviews says, or something. Yeah, it's probably like interviews. Yes, yeah, probably. What he yeah, says is that he doesn't like doing it because he feels it destroys like the movie magic. He, yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, and I was like, like what? Yeah. I love Fincher's commentary. Yeah, Fincher's they're is like so, the best. Yeah. They're yeah. so intricate. They're so intricate Game, about every so storytelling. Really, technique. Scott on Alien is amazing too. Amazing, yeah. Oh, so good. Not only on Alien, I mean, all his commentaries are pretty great. I mean, even for like 
Thelma and Louise. I recently like uploaded to my site like a condensed version where it's just about the most interesting things. Yeah, yeah. Really, people should listen to his commentaries. They're, they'll learn a lot about everything, especially filmmaking. Yeah. Some very interesting ones. Yeah, yeah. And I, can, I used to hate him. I used to never listen to him, to be honest. Because I have, I Tony, I Tony Scott's commentaries are great, too. Yeah, he's very honest and candid. He doesn't. He's not afraid to, to admit that he copies and grabs things from everything in the universe, exactly. which is yeah. cool because he's, he's just a, he's being a real human being about everything. Thing. It's not like trying to hide behind this weird, you know, I don't know what it is. People, some people are so weird about stuff like that. It's like, who cares? You know, like, what are you worried about? You know, I don't know. Like it's, what? I think it's uh, people's insecurities, just like ownership of intellectual property and like people that are like, um, they just, I don't know. They, they're afraid to say that they, they, they get ideas from the universe, you know, or like this, they, they want to be I'm like, I'm inspired by like tons of shit. I mean, yeah, LMS no, is inspired by Kill Bill. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, no, but Gabriel's it's... inspired by Boba <laughs> Fett. Like, I have no, no problem with that stuff. Like, when people, like, that's, yeah, no, sorry, I got a hard funny for a second. When, <laughs> when people, like, you know, do that, don't shit, apologize. It, you know, like, it pisses me off because it's like Star Wars was inspired by stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's and like, it's like, you know, like, it's, the, it's going back to the, oh, it reminds me of this. It's like, oh, it's so easy yeah. to say that. You know, like, it's We say it too. We say it too, though, you know, so it's, it's, it's blatant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but we you know, say like, it. when it's blatant, it's like, oh god, really? Like you couldn't think of anything better. Then I, I usually say something. But like when it's like someone where they took something and you can tell that it was inspired, but they created like a world around it. Like I have respect for that. Yeah, yeah. Like you could say, you could say Inception was pretty much like the Matrix. You could say it's Inception different. was different. <laughs> You know, like, have you guys ever seen Paprika, uh, the anime? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Paprika. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, same story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty similar. But, yeah. like, you know, like, the thing is, is that he did it his own way. That's yeah, what makes exactly. it so cool. That is the big, that, that is what the people should realize, that is, you can rip off anybody else, but as long as you do something new with it and your own, that's what Tony Scott does. He's a, he rips off from everybody yeah, he, and, he opens and, and like he just puts his own spin on it's like it. yeah this shot was from this movie i just respun it and this is from this and, you know like <laughs> and it's like well damn you know well go ahead and for people that are like put off by that and it's like okay well you know i get why people would be put off by it he, he even ripped off his own brother ridley scott and was <laughs> he doing did smoke yeah he did just <laughs> using smoke in it <laughs> <laughs> it's, awesome. yeah, it's true it's a shame man you know what do you guys think you know that, that was pretty uh fucked up when he when i found out he just killed himself yeah i mean that just came out of left field i have and i think i don't think people will ever know like what happened and it's but it's I can't understand that. Really, you know, it was depression. That must be some really de yeah. That has had to have been actually yeah. I I do believe that it's depression, a, a big case of it because uh, I've listened to each commentary he has recorded for every film, and there's the like so many times almost in every commentary he keeps repeating that he's he's so attracted to the dark side of the world and it's like the like oh, these God. dark characters. That's so, what I said in an interview. <laughs> he mentioned it throughout his career. And I have a feeling like he had a really, really bad battle with that throughout his life. And I think he just couldn't handle it anymore. Even with the success that he's had, it just, just goes to show you that it doesn't even matter how successful or ha well, not happy, it's how successful you you can be. Yeah. Like, if you don't get your shit, yeah, yeah. like, fixed, I mean, that's it, man. You fucking kill yourself. Yeah. I mean, if something's gonna bad, something bad's gonna happen. Or you'll go on a fucking killing spree. Well, that's the thing know? about yeah. success, too, is it's, um, and in different successes, but it's usually very short-lived. And you gotta remember, like, why you're doing the things that you do. 
and you got to find that inner child that w once fell in love with whatever it is because that's the thing that'll take you along with whatever you're doing you know like what danny said in the last one's like you gotta really love what you're doing because it's a very hard thing to do it's yeah. not easy people think it is but it's not you know like it's it's like look at Danny Luvizi right here, he's work, he works super hard and he sacrifices like a social life with people in his physical sense, you know, like, I mean, you just, it's not like you're just a completely recluse, you, you mm. totally, you, you no, know, I like, have friends. Like, not like a Stephen King or something like that, not but to But it pretty much just like cost me, you know, girlfriends, it has. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, and that's, that's what I mean, during LMS, that's how I lost my girlfriend. There's a set, you know, I put in too much time that I forgot about her in her sense. She eventually just moved on because I wasn't giving her what she required. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, it's just a lot of sacrifice, you know, and, and, and certain people have different levels of sacrifice and all that takes, you know, a lot. There's, you know, there's just there's just different levels of it. Danny, I want to talk a little bit more and then we can probably cap this off. But I want to talk a little bit about like where you think you're going to be going with all this stuff. Like what are your, um, you know, like your vision for your future and, and where where that's going to be taking and you know like where do you see yourself do you i mean because you're probably big on lists or goals and stuff like that like let's let's talk about the five year away like mark you know what's up yeah. where, where are you at where do you what are you doing and how are you going to get there um five years from now i would want to have my own production company you know like i definitely want to start or not production i don't know if i want a production company or a workshop but i want something and i want to you know just get all my friends together and have it be an equal space and have it be an equal <laughs> space where like you know we can all work together and all you know come up with new ip and sell them and just switch up the game a bit and you know hopefully by then lms is out and hopefully it's successful and uh yeah i just want to keep creating that's all i'm yeah i'm boring in that sense <laughs> no but that's that's it though right is it's, it's a more of an honest like direct thing you you basically just describe pixar you know like if you, you know that that's yeah pixar. i want my own pixar you want your own Pixar, exactly. And and if there's anybody that can do it, I think it's you. And I think it's just a matter of you putting the time and effort in and, and cultivating that environment. You know, like it's definitely possible, you know, and it's it's great. It's great to, to, to call you a friend and know you as a person and to get thank to understand you. you. And, and I really, I want to thank you uh, personally for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you're probably drawing Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Make, he's make, been drawing make, like, this whole time. Yeah. No, I'm drawing, drawing Hiccup right now. <laughs> From how to train your dragon. Awesome. Got it. No, no, I, I, I can't wait. See, folks, that's dedication. He's been on the podcast and he's been fucking drawing. I actually got a lot done. Take note of that. <laughs> yeah, the stream of consciousness and stuff. But yeah, dude, I want, I want um, to thank you for your time. And I also, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to or follow you and stuff like that? What's your, um, like, what's your site, your Twitter, uh, Facebook? What's the best way if anybody's curious? Like, I'm sure, like, email is probably not the best probably like yeah. a facebook thing I know uh, you're my facebook is yeah facebook.com slash dan levisi art and that's it and then uh my website that's... is dan levisi art and it's all just dan levisi art stuff uh twitter's dan levisi art so l-u-v-i-s-i right yeah l-u-v-i-s-i and um from there yeah you can follow me i'm very active on facebook so subscribe to me on there yeah and uh Mr. Facebook over there. Yeah. And are people to understand that you, you also help them out, like, with advice and stuff that um, you mentioned? I, mean, I try own. to, like, on live stream or on comments. You know, like, private messages aren't the best way to get a hold of me. I, to be honest, I really don't open those because it's just too many. 
But, uh, <laughs> but if you're listening and he doesn't reply to you on Instagram, yeah, you, it's nothing. Don't, don't, like, be, yeah, don't be mad. If yeah, you want to like, follow, if you want to follow him, follow him on Twitter or follow him on Facebook because I think he's very active on that. And there's all the threads and stuff like that. But what you can take from all this stuff is is uh, is his, his story and his passion. Do you have anything that you'd like to kind of convey before we we uh, cut this one off? Do you have any like advice or anything like that, that you want to tell anybody or? things like questions that you get a lot that you want to kind of try and answer now's the time and you want to capitalize on that it's your time to shine (laughs) people always ask me like how do you get better how do you get to where you are now and it's easy you just have to have the dedication and you have to trust in yourself you have to be your biggest fan and that doesn't mean grow big ego and think you're the best but learn from everything around you like we were talking about earlier absorb everything like a sponge it'll get to a point where it starts to become, you know, subconscious and you start applying it to your work. And once you start applying it to your work and you can master it and, you know, spawn a fan base from there, then it's just drawing and doing what you love. And that's where it gets easy. So, you know, if anything, just keep kicking ass guys and don't give up. I could have given up. Go make some badass, beautiful stuff because it inspires us. It's a, you know, it's a full circle kind of thing. So. Yeah, because we all because we all have a deadline. Well, we're yeah. all the same person, really, underneath all all this crap. So we're all really yeah, similar. Sure. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danny. I really appreciate your time, yeah. and, and thank you for coming on. And, and um, I'm really excited to see all your success and everything blossom. And uh, yeah, I'm really stoked, yeah. man. I'm stoked for you. And congratulations you. on and congratulations on everything. You know, thus far. Thank so. you. Definitely. See, there's there's a great example here of a guy who didn't even go to college. He just started drawing, and stuck to it. Yep. There you go. You can yeah. fucking make. There you go. Success story yeah. right there. Yeah, there Thanks, it is. And we'll be sitting in the theater, and then they'll be there. You know, they'll be up. They'll <laughs> yeah, talk shit on. yeah, we'll be like, damn, your movie sucked, Dan. Ah. <laughs> and then you'll be like, oh, <laughs> oh man, that's bad. <laughs> I'm gonna do it, dude. <laughs> dude, that's just horrible. <laughs> I'm just messing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I appreciate it, and then thanks for your time, Danny. And have a good day, dude. And uh, excited to see the next piece and keep going. Thanks a lot, guys. Wicked. See you guys. See ya. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs> Enjoy the music. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Bye. It's deep and rocky, so-